This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As always, all kinds of interesting things to talk about tonight. In fact, our website is loaded up with uh, very interesting uh, content created by listeners like you. It's there because uh, somebody like you, maybe even you, uh, went to our website at freetalklive.com, took the time to take what it was that you were looking at online that you thought was pretty interesting and input it into our website so others can see it and vote on it, whether they like or dislike it. And the most liked make it to the front page of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air joining you in the studio tonight it's ian and sam and mark all right so uh sam you're here tonight from obscure truth.com and you are excited about silver i asked before we started the show what are we talking about tonight silver was uh, what was on your mind why that man there is a lot of news that has come out uh in the alternative uh, media in the last uh just two weeks that i think is really really alarming if you have been on the fence about buying silver, I've been on the fence. After hearing this, I think you're going to be running to the computer to order it or to your local coin shop. Well, I'm not on the fence. I just don't have enough money to buy as much as I'd like to have. I mean, I, I at this point, I, I'm of sort of of the opinion you really can't have too much. I'm also a little concerned about a silver bubble. It seems like every time you you start getting really sure that something's going to continue, it goes down again. <laughs> that's when you get real. That's when you get popped. You know. Okay. Well, you know, I, 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 that's just by. I think if that's the opinion that people have, I think those are the folks that are going to be looking back going, man, do you remember when silver was double digits? That Sam guy, <laughs> he told me we should buy it. And I thought, no, no, that's ridiculous. We don't don't need silver. It's it's a bubble. Let me tell you, it is not a bubble. Things are happening. So a couple stories. Uh, one comes out of uh, Switzerland. There is a, This is a, a guy who his client had a, uh, a ton of gold in a Swiss bank. This is a named account. By a ton, you mean 2,000 U.S. pounds? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I, I think it goes into Troy pounds. Metric tons or something. Okay, rather than, whatever. than the gotcha. regular pound. A so whole bunch of gold. We're talking about 40 million bucks at I current prices. I just wanted to make sure you weren't being so, you know, just sort of hyper No, no. I'm not right. saying a ton of gold, like a bunch. He A, a literal ton. Um, and this is in a number, a named account. So there are, there are named accounts where, you know, these are for the rich people and there's the, un, or allocated is the other name for that, that I've heard used and then unallocated. And now in, in the unallocated account, that's like, you know, what you or I would buy. If we buy 50 ounces at a brokerage, they're not going to put that on this, on a shelf in the vault with the name Ian Freeman on yeah. it. You know, you're going to be in the, in the nobody pool. Yeah. And so, you think they're actually going to have the stuff in a vault if we buy it? Uh, well, they're supposed to, but <laughs> I, that's what we're going to get to. That's the second story. We're talking about J.P. Morgan here. Uh, not yet. Okay. Now we're just we're over in Switzerland right now. So this guy has a ton of gold in the Swiss bank in an allocated account, meaning they're supposed to have this sectioned off in the vault. And he called up and said, "You know what? I'm I'm going to move it. Uh, I'd like to come in uh, here in a few days and." pick up my gold and I'll arrange for transport and so forth. Because, you know, you have to get an armored car and so forth because you're moving 40 million bucks. Now, how long ago was this? This, this was, uh, the story came out about two weeks ago. This happened in the last month. Okay. So the bank said, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't come get your gold. Right. A guy with a ton of gold was told he can't move it. He can't move it. 
So then he got his lawyers involved, and they started writing letters, and they're still saying, no, no, you know, you can't pick it up yet. And Is that the fine print on the account they're going to claim? Like no, no, ex- no. He has audit rights and everything, and they're telling him, no, you can't get your gold. And they kept stalling and kept stalling until eventually he said, all right, that's it. Either I'm going to get my gold or I'm going to Reuters, and I'm going to let them know that your bank will not turn over my gold, and which would cause a panic. Mm-hmm. And so right after that, that's when they finally let him come in and pick up his gold. But that transaction, that whole delay took 30 days Wow! for somebody, for a multimillionaire to pick up gold that's in an allocated account that's supposed to be sitting in the vaults. Clearly, it wasn't there, and they had to go scramble to get it. Now, this is good news for him because that gold's actually gone up in the last 30 days. Right. But you can imagine how scary this is. Wait a minute. I thought I was paying you people to hold a ton of gold for me. Oh, you're lying to mm. me. Okay. I mean, what else could it be? Well, who expects somebody to come and claim a ton of gold? And they, they figured they could get away with it, right? That they could just this, do this whatever what they wanted with it. what bankers have been doing since time began. But yeah. it's, it's worse than that because, you know, this is a big Swiss bank. They wouldn't release the name of it or anything because it's confidential and so mm-hmm. forth. But they have other allocated accounts. Why didn't they pull from one of those? And it may be because they don't really have any gold. Yeah, it does seem odd. I mean, you've got all these allocated accounts that, uh, you know, all this gold is sitting in a vault waiting on all these different people. One guy comes in. Why in the world wouldn't you give him his ton of gold right out of your, uh, well, the other, another, these other guys won't come in. Just give him his ton of gold and shut him up. So who published the story? It, was, it wasn't Reuters. No, this came out from, I believe it was Jim Wilder, who's one of the financial analysts who uh, is, is like a Peter Schiff-type character of that sort of magnitude. Mm-hmm. He knows his stuff. He, he's got insiders. This is one of his friends or clients or associates. He's seen the paperwork, but he's so not allowed to So it's a personal connection from the, the guy Correct. who announced the story. Correct. Okay, story number two. We moved to Can- now that the the gold story about Switzerland came out about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. So then the thirty days before that is when it transpired. Mm-hmm. Uh, story number two. This is in the Canadian uh, Mint. A couple guys, uh, father and son, both have gold and silver again in allocated accounts, and they were getting a little concerned with some of these stories floating around. So they went into the. You said um, the Canadian Mint or Canadian Bank? Uh, I'm sorry. The this is the one of the Canadian banks. Okay. It's it's where the mint store is supposedly storing most of their gold and silver. This is where a lot of the commercials are keeping their gold and silver. Um so there this is a huge warehouse mm-hmm. stockpile of of these precious metals. And they decided that, you know, we're going to go in and audit. So they they, they meaning the, the customers, the, the father and son, gotcha. yeah, who have allocated accounts just like the guy in Switzerland. And they show up with two auditors, and they say, hi, we're here to uh, audit my gold. Now, this is in their contract. Did they give them any kind of warning? No. Okay. Did not. Was It in, It was in their contract. Presumably, they could do it's this. It's in their saying. contract, yeah. very. And, and there were stories a couple months ago about some billionaires out of uh, Saudi Arabia and so forth who have men on the inside who are tracking the, uh, the uh, COMEX and the LBMA, the London Metal Exchange, uh, tre- shipments of precious metals, and they were going in with te- raid teams to basically seize the gold. Because, I read the story because it's in their contract that they can audit at any time because they have allocated accounts, and it turns out the banks were screwing them as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there, the the shortages stories are coming out more and more. Well, these guys, they were told, no, you can't, you can't come in. I'm sorry, 
And they're like, well, what are you talking about? These are auditors. They're here to do an audit. We're here to see the, the gold that you're keeping on my behalf. And eventually they were allowed in. Now, once they got in. The same day? Uh, I believe it was a, a day or so later. Okay. Once they got in, the auditors found out that in the unallocated accounts, the gold and silver in reserve was zero. Hmm. In the allocated accounts, their gold and silver. One uh, percent? Nothing. Nothing? What? Theirs was gone. <laughs> now, there was, uh, wow. th- they said, Eric Sprott, who set up this uh, PSLV. Remember I told you guys about SLV and uh, GLD, which are the... These are like stock investing kind of ETFs. things? ETFs, yeah. It's basically you go buy a stock and it buys you some pr- some portion of, of gold. Right. Imagine gold, right? They tell you that you own gold, but... Paper gold. It doesn't really now, exist. Yeah, these are the derivatives that the head of the CFTC came out a couple months ago and said that the paper markets trade at 100 times the physical markets. Meaning there there are a hundred times as much volume being bought and sold than actual hard gold. There's a hundred a hundred times as much paper, paper ounces for every one ounce of physical that actually exists. I've heard numbers like that. Right, and we talked about that before with the J.P. Morgan was yeah. caught red-handed doing that, right? Well, they're out like 3.3 billion ounces. Or, I know you've got more. We'll come back oh, and yeah. talk about that here in a moment at 800-259-9231. What have you heard as well regarding the gold and silver situation? What's the word out on the street, if you will? 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up whatever you want. The price is pretty high right now, but some say it could go a lot higher. Free Talk Live. Looking for a way to support liberty? Now you can, and save while shopping online. FreeOzRadio.com brings you BitcoinsBack.com. BitcoinsBack.com gives you up to a 5% rebate every time you shop at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Newegg, and other online retailers. BitcoinsBack.com supports liberty at the same time as it saves you money. BitcoinsBack.com. Brought to you by FreeOzRadio.com. Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free. The number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Our wiki is there with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. wiki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. Tired about reading about the loss of liberty? Now for the first time, a novel showing how liberty can realistically triumph. It's Progress, a novel by Charles Stample. You can order a copy from Amazon or for a free PDF of part one, uh, write progressanovel at gmail.com. It's progressanovel at gmail.com. Experience the libertarian revolution. And uh, uh, you know this. I think I've read this book, and uh, we're actually working on it a second time. And I think it's an awesome read. Uh, not to mention that it may very well turn into a movie sometime in the future. It's progress a novel. Go get it at Amazon.freetalklive.com. We're talking about silver. Of course, the price is hovering around thirty dollars at the moment. Twenty nine something, twenty eight, whatever. I'm not sure the exact close was uh, today. I saw it last at twenty nine forty four. Twenty nine forty four. And, of course, man, I'm not that old, and I can remember when it was $9, and some mm-hmm. people can remember it much uh, much lower than that. 
and it certainly seems the general trend over time is is for it to go up and and, and I, I i'm one of those people that's been on the fence i've got a little bit of extra money that i've got and i'm well, i want to put it in i do want to put some in silver but you know it's a price is so high is it going to go down maybe it'll dip down and indeed it dipped to like 26 i should have bought it then uh now it's back up again right now. it's, it's not just dipping so, to 20 ian it's just right it's, it's yeah, just it's so not. hard right i mean it's so hard to look at that and and see it and i'm not even i don't even consider myself a buyer for investment purposes but still in the back of my mind that still that still hits me like ah but it could go down <laughs> but it's usually going to go up and typically it does as the uh, the currency devalues i mean historically gold and silver have held their value and this is what you really have to remember about them is despite all the scary thoughts that'll go through your head and i'm subject to it that you look at the past and you take something like an ounce of uh, of gold for instance and you find that an ounce of gold bought a fine suit of clothes hundreds in hundreds of years ago and a hundred years ago and 50 years ago and 20 years ago today an ounce of gold will still buy you a fine suit of clothes like the 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 gold has held its value the amount denominated in dollars has gone up significantly over time but that's because the dollar is losing value and gold and silver and such are being compared against it so it's been a very good store of value. It's, it uh, will always generally hold your value uh, through inflationary times. And that's, for me, the reason to, uh, to buy those things. And you're giving us some interesting reasons here tonight as well, that there's some serious problems with the banking system out there and what they're saying about gold and silver and what they're actually doing. That's right. And the Fed, actually, now that Ron Paul has taken over as the head of the chair or the chair of the committee that's regulating the Federal Reserve and Bernanke and so forth, uh, they have since been slowly sort of releasing these things that where they came out uh, about a month ago, I think, and said, oh, yeah, we loaned uh, billions of dollars to foreign banks and institutions. Yeah, foreign central banks. <laughs> well, the latest revelation that they came out with last week was, oh, yeah, the uh, commercials get together and manipulate the precious metals and commodities markets. So they've admitted that they're doing this kind of shorting and so forth. Now, so this one of the ties ways they do that, the JP Morgan. Before you get back, well, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to touch on, just to clarify, make sure I'm I'm clear on this. I'm not a monetary expert. Um, so one of the ways they're manipulating the price is by flooding the market with essentially paper gold and silver that doesn't even exist. Because if people are going to be buying what they think is gold and silver, but it's not actually gold and silver, yeah. that's, a, that's a manipulation of uh, the market price, isn't it? They're, well, they're taking a short position. They're short and long. Long is where you're, you're buying the stock or you're buying the commodity and you own it and you take possession of it in, in some cases. Shorting is where you're selling it. And it, there's two types of shorts. You can uh, do a covered short where... I say I own 100 ounces of silver in my vault or in my brokerage account, and then I want to write a con- offer a contract for sale for someone to buy that in the future, say a month from now, if you want to pay me $100, I'll sell you the silver at $40 an ounce. Well, if it's $50 an ounce, you're going to want that, but if it's $35, you are not going to want it because you can go buy it at $35 instead of the $40 that I'm offering it for. Mm-hmm. But because you're, I'm taking that risk, you're paying me the 100 bucks. That's how options work. I see. Now, that's a covered short. There's a naked short, which is what J.P. Morgan is doing, and that's where I'm selling you silver that I don't have in reserve, 
but I'm just selling you the paper, the promise to buy, to, to deliver that 100 ounces or 200 ounces of silver to you if you want to, uh, you know, claim the contract because it's, quote, in the money. Which people have been trying to do. They've been trying to get a hold. Billionaires have been trying to get a hold of their gold, and it well, hasn't been no, that's, there. that's a little different than this. Uh, what what uh, Chase has been doing is sort of rolling over their options, so... When those options come due, they go out and buy more contracts, more futures contracts, and so forth. They've also allegedly been trying to corner the copper market to make up for it. Um, So there's a lot of manipulation there that's going on that's going to really – things are starting to come unglued. I'm I'm uncertain of what you're saying here. How how is it different – you you told a story in the first segment of the show yeah. about this billionaire who wanted to get his gold, a ton of gold, out of a bank that was supposedly holding it for him. He went there. They you know dicked around with him and wait, made him wait thirty days until he finally was able to get his hands on it. Right. Presumably they were shuffling things around in the background in that in the meantime to make it possible. Whereas you've got J P Morgan and these other banks that are selling gold on paper that they don't actually have. Right. What, I mean, that's so pretty the, much the same thing, right? They're, no, they're... they're two completely different issues. So in the case of J.P. Morgan, uh, they're, they're creating what are called derivatives. I mean, this is why the housing market crashed and, and everything else is sort of crumbling around because they've created all these derivatives. So right now, the market, the, the, or the $30 an ounce silver price that's current represents... 3.3 billion ounces that have been created through these derivatives that don't actually exist in the physical marketplace. So if what happens then, because they're naked and they don't have the silver to cover their contracts, if those contracts land in the money and people want to start taking delivery of them, mm-hmm. then they have to go out and buy that silver to cover their position. Which will increase the price. Because, yeah, now all of a sudden you've got these people demanding their gold it's, say, instead of $30, it's $40 or whatever. But the similarity between the two is you've still got two, two customers who are out there gold. Who yes. presume, you know, that the banks have to sc- – either way, they still have to scramble. The first bank, that they had to get a ton of gold in for that customer, and that means they might have had to buy it. I mean, who knows? Correct. Also, That's there, there's what this, it means. this sort of plan going among the uh, silver bugs out there to buy as much silver as you can get and just hold on to it right now. When is that supposed to happen? It's happening It's now. happening now. That's Max Kaiser's thing. And the idea there is to drive up the price of silver on the options expiration date because these options, these contracts all expire on set days of the month. The paper contracts? The The paper paper contracts. What are the contracts for? That's the short position. So say silver's at $30 and you and I get together and you want to buy some silver. So you you say in 30 days, Sam, uh, I'll pay you $100 if I can buy your silver in, in a month's time at $40 but you don't have to buy it that way. You can just buy the silver and they, they claim they have it and they don't. It, it doesn't have to be a contract, Yeah, right? you're basically buying insurance for if the cost of sil- or the price of silver goes way up, I see. then you can cash in. We'll come back with more. Uh, we'd love your thoughts on this. 800-259-9231. Silver, you're, uh, you can bring up anything you want as well. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there totally free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. In fact, one of those features are a lot of archives. We've got them all the way back to late 2006. You can click and get the last week's worth right at the front uh, top page of the, the, I guess, the top of the entire website at freetalklive.com. They're always there for you. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll take you back to late 06. All of it for free, thanks to HostGator. HostGator's a worldwide leader for web hosting. They've got a 99.9% uptime guarantee. They also make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. More than 4,500 templates to choose from. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, you let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that web portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, so we're talking about the status of silver and what might happen as some of the market shenanigans, for lack of a better term, are going on out there. These government-approved banks have basically been screwing people over without you know anybody really knowing what's been going on up until just recently, as people who've been getting a little concerned about the supply of gold and silver have been looking to, well, take personal hold of their gold and silver and have discovered that the banks are... Being kind of slimy, instead of just allowing people in to take a look at their product, they're delaying, they are making it difficult for people to get access, and then finally they'll reveal that they actually have the product. But it's being they're being very suspicious about the whole thing. And Sam, you say there's more to this whole story. Absolutely. So we kind of got si- sidetracked in the last segment. We were talking about the guys who went into the Canadian uh, vault there to do an audit of their gold. They brought their auditors along. A father and son, uh, they had allocated accounts where it was supposed to be there. And, and it, it wasn't there. They went in and it was nothing. not there. And what they found out, some of the other interesting things, is that there was some allocated silver there. The uh, Eric Sprada, who created the PSLV, which is an ETF, where unlike Exchange the... traded fund. Yeah. Unlike the SLV and GLD, where you buy the stock and you get a certain proportion of gold that they're supposed to keep and they don't, he actually does. And this is really kind of what it's audited. Off. You mean like you he, could he actually that? takes possession of the silver in when he started the fund. He and he's took, got it in a vault somewhere. Five, he took he bought five hundred and forty two million dollars worth of silver, and some of this was in the vault in Canada where it's supposed to be. There was also a uh, gold bullion uh, fund. Why were they holding his but not the others? Because he's a big, uh, you know, he's got hundreds of millions of dollars versus their mm-hmm. probably millions got of uh, of silver and gold. So there was some allocated gold and silver there. Uh, the other thing that was interesting for the what they called their working silver, they had, I believe it was 40 100-ounce bars of silver, zero 10-ounce uh, bars, zero 1-ounce rounds, you know, zero of everything else. All they had was basically... 4,000 or 40,000 ounces of of silver in these big industrial-grade bars, Mm -hmm. and that was their backup or their, quote, working silver. Meaning that that's what was to fill all these empty accounts. Yeah, yeah. 
This so, is like uh, b- bankers have been doing since bankers have been around. They they keep a certain amount of cash on hand and then they just loan they out the rest, rest out. of it. But this wasn't how this deal is supposed to work. You weren't supposed to put your money in this bank and then they do what they want with it. You were supposed to put it in there and you're paying for them to keep it in their vault. And they're doing whatever they want to do with mm-hmm. it, manipulating the currency and uh, the, the, you know, the silver market and all that. Now, COMEX, which is the um, sort of company that runs the ETF and SLV funds, I believe, uh, they, in a normal month, people taking physical possession, these are where they're buying the stocks, and eventually, if you want to, you can say, okay, I'm ready to cash out, send me my gold. Um, normally, a typical month's volume is three to 400,000 ounces of, uh, of silver being t- of people taking physical possession. Mm-hmm. Last month, it was 4.2 million ounces. You said from thousands to millions? Yeah. Well, it was three Everybody's to, to 400,000 is a typical month's volume. Okay. Last month, it was over 4 million. So 10 so times. 10 times. Yeah. So here's, you know, this is, this is this perfect storm that's sort of brewing here. You've got, uh, you've what got. The, the fact is, we know that. Lots of places don't have the silver they claim to have. Right. And banks. People, yes, banks, Big commercial liars. banks, Swiss, Swiss banks, Canadian banks, U.S. banks. Yes, banks all over the world are claiming to have silver they don't have. Mm-hmm. They've been lulled into a false sense of security that year after year after year, people generally don't come and get their silver from them. Right now, there's a, essentially a run on the bank when it comes to silver. And uh, if you don't have your silver in your possession, you could very you well have be your left silver. out in the, in the cold. What's going to happen to to these banks, they're going to be left at- attempting to pay people off for the silver that they don't have, trying to come up with it from somewhere. Some people will t- accept cash. Some people won't. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen? The you know Who knows? It's not a good scenario. Will these banks essentially have to shut down? Will the central banks uh, have to step in? Force these people to take uh, dollars that they've printed out of thin air, inflated the currency. I mean, will this be the financial crisis? Is this tri- is this the trigger? Yeah, actually, I can th- they back down from this in any way? I mean, what kind of sh- what kind of How? other cards do they have up their sleeve? Well, to so, manipulate things. So what Chase is doing is uh, offering huge cash settlements through Comex, saying, "Oh no, no, you don't you don't want your hundred ounce gold bar, you." You would much rather have this extra Here, cash. Here, we'll pay you over spot price because exactly. they don't have the money. I mean, they don't have the silver, right? Exactly. So it's either, and, and in the case of J.P. Morgan, they're estimating that's like a, over a trillion dollars. So you're talking a trillion dollar bailout secretly done to uh, to the commercials to prop them up on this, in which case you're really getting into hyperinflation. Right. If the Federal or, Reserve decides to prop up J.P. Morgan uh, uh, Chase over this silver thing, how are you going to know? You won't. Right. They just print the money, give it to them, and you know, nobody ever knows. We'll they, just see the prices going up. They allocate the numbers on a computer. Yeah. So there are a number – there are three different places that I have seen uh, come about this sort of – back into this calculation of $400 an ounce silver. And that's where I think it's, it's actually going. Uh, in one case, based on the guy claiming the CFTC that the paper market is a hundred times multiples of a hundred of the deriv- of the physical, mm-hmm. meaning they've created a hundred ounces of paper silver for every one of real, he calculates that once you sort all of that out, the number they came up with was like four hundred and sixty-seven dollars an ounce for silver. Uh, in the case of uh, this this other guy, and if it gets to four hundred and sixty dollars an ounce, that means the dollar is going to be worth s at that point. Pretty much, right? yeah. You're getting into like you know that's going to probably trigger 
uh, financial ramifications and economic collapse, and it will make it very apparent that the dollar is dead. And that's why the commercials have been in there doing all of these shorts and so forth. In another case, a guy looked at the options on gold and, and the price of gold, the options on silver and the price of silver, and he backed into a number of $426 an ounce. So you have two different sources looking at two completely different, uh, you know, examples and backing into the same four hundred dollar an ounce. What about number. gold? What are the uh, what are the speculations about that? I I hear a number of different things. I, that's all we're talking about here. Speculation. I think, yeah, I think gold is um, it, it will do well, but I think the real play is in silver because there's such a, a massive it's, short position. It's, it's reachable for for most people. I mean, the average person who's working. Uh, you know, we've talked, Mark, about how uh, Midas Resources is one of the, the kind of the teammates on the show here. They run our network, the Genesis Communications Network. Are they still offering their uh, their lockdown? Their their basically their layaway uh, plan? Yes, you essentially, if you say I want to buy now, then you go in and uh, actually, if you do layaway, you're going to want to call the telephone number at gold.freetalklive.com. They've got a telephone number there. Yeah, but um, at the moment that you say I want to buy, then you know, that's they the lock that in that price. They lock in, in the amount you want to buy, and they lock in that price. And so then, you know, somebody that's working that can save ten to thirty percent of their paycheck or whatever amount they can they feel comfortable saving can buy silver. It's it's easy to do that at the current price it is today. Whereas gold, right. it's not really within the average person's reach. And so because of that, there'd be more demand for it if things go crazy. Right? Yeah, and in fact, uh, imports of gold into Asia are up by a factor of five right now. So gold is looking good too. I think silver though is a much better play. All right, we'll come back with more. Your thoughts as well are welcome at 800-259-9231. What are you doing about the uh, financial situation? It's Free Talk Live. Parents of America, beware. The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y-E-R-K-I-S-H dot com slash FTL. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your sons' ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FTL. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this show, you can support Free Talk Live by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you can, for as little as $3 a month, Support this program. Help get us on more radio stations around the country. We just got a brand new station, FM Talk Station. I can't say where quite yet. All right, Louisiana. But I can't say any more than that, uh, which is great news. So uh, that's coming on. they're coming on board, and, and more will come soon, I'm sure, because of listeners like you who are giving $3 a month to Free Talk Live. We reinvest that into the show by industry advertising, and we go to a couple conventions a year typically to schmooze with the, uh, the industry bigwigs. And so your 3 bucks a month really makes a difference. It brings new ears to the ideas of freedom. And financial responsibility as well, which we've been talking about silver uh, so far this hour. But sometimes you just got to carry the groceries back. What do you do in that case, Mark? Well, that's that's when you get a totasack. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot U-S. Uh, it's the one-trip wonder for hauling goods from your vehicle to your home. It's a retail grocery ca- bag carrier. It handles a heck of a lot more than you can. It's made out of completely 100% uh, recycled materials right here in the United States. 
Go check it out. You you have to see this uh, this item to really understand what it is, and uh, it's and, and you really have to use it to understand its utility. It's Totasac T O T A S A K no C in Totasac dot us, and uh, go get yourself a family pack. Uh, you'll never, I mean, you'll be really surprised at how useful you find this Totasac dot us. All right, so we're going to continue here. By the way, Sam, we bought uh, Mark bought some for the as a, as a Christmas gift for our co-host. So you're welcome to take a couple Toto sacks. Thank you. you. I'm going to get a couple. Yeah. All right. So uh, totosack.com. Oh, totosack.us. Excuse me. Yeah, totosack.us. Later tonight, Mark, we've got a two pack that we're going to give away. So stay tuned for that. All right, 800-259-9231. So we've been talking about silver here so far tonight, and we want to get your thoughts. Dino's on the line in Japan. Uh, Dino, you're on Free Talk Live with the Sam and Mark. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Um, on to that, I've been uh, following this um, this drive to buy silver here, and what I found out here in Japan, and also learned this from a few websites for trying to buy uh, silver, is that it's very difficult to get uh, silver outside of the United States. Really? Really? And, uh, yeah, Why? Um, actually, my wife, she went into a couple of Japanese websites and even made calls to places that sold gold and silver. You can buy gold um, at, you know, per bullion uh, an ounce or per bullion or per ounce, but you can only buy silver at 30 kilograms. And, of course, they don't say ounce in Japan. It's a metric system here. But you can only buy 30 kilograms of, at a time of silver. So 30 kilograms is a lot. That's Are those more... the 400-ounce investment bars? That's about 1,000. I'm looking at the conversion right now, and it's 1,058 1, wow. ounces mm. of silver. And um, I had actually read this on a, an American website, so I had to go all the way around to buy um, silver from America. And every company that I've dealt with and I've, uh, I've been wanting to deal with would not take a credit card. They won't <laughs> trade plastic for silver. They'll take currency, but they won't take plastic. So I had to go get an international postal money order and send it to um, one of the sponsors of uh, Alex Jones's uh, show. But um, You mean Midas Resources? Midas Resources, exactly. Yeah, yeah they sponsor our show, yeah, we actually, uh, the, the, you know, they're they're the pe- people behind the Genesis Communications Network, and that's where we do our radio show as well. So if you're going to buy from Midas, you can actually go through gold.freetalklive.com, and you can just grab it right there. Same folks. Okay. Uh, and if you, buy it through, if, you, to... if you buy it through gold.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut uh, of the sale. Just as does FYI. Alex, if you go through Alex's site. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that works exactly with them, but. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's pretty much the same way where I have to send uh, send a snail mail international postal money order, which of course takes at least a week to get to America, and then it takes. I have another. never done that. I don't know if they've changed their rules, but the last time I bought from Midas, I think I just cut them a check out of my checkbook. Yeah, it's, it's usually checks. They usually take paper and not plastic. But there's another point I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. Just to point out, I see Visa, MasterCard, and American Express logos on their website. Yeah, but there's international credit cards uh, versus U.S.-only credit cards, and they may not be tied into that system or something. I'll Do- definitely check it out. 
Yeah, definitely take a look. Go, go to gold.freetalklive.com. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, I remember buying, when I bought from Midas, uh, I, I bought on a credit card, as can I Can we recall. check with Ted maybe during the, the, the news break or something, Mark? And if see I can if, get him on the, the phone. He's usually around this early, I think. So Ted's the, uh, the guy that owns Midas Resources. He's the guy behind the, the whole situation. So anyway, I know we kind of got off on a tangent there. You were saying you had to go to an American dealer, in this case Midas, uh, to get your, action, your hands on some actual physical gold and silver as opposed to just you know walking down the street to a pawn shop or ordering from somewhere in Japan. That's correct. Um, and so I'll do that route. I'll take that route because I don't have the money for a thousand ounces of sure. silver. Sure, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, and and from what I understand, well, from my understanding, let me say, it seems as though to me that they're basically cornering the market outside of America for those that have the money to do that. And that's just my speculation. Hmm. But there's there's something else I wanted to bring up with Sam, and I wanted to ask him a question. Do you think that the same system they use with fractional reserve banking, and it's not so much a question of do you think, because I read this on Zero Hedge. I don't know if you follow Zero Hedge. Sometimes, yeah. um, Blog, uh, which is a financial blog. I was just reading it yesterday. (laughs) And they say that the same, um, what do they call it? Um, God, I forget the, the system that they use. The, the, the financial reserve system or, oh, God, what's the name Derivatives of that system? Derivatives or the uh, options? Uh, I'm not... No, where, they, where you put, where every dollar that is uh, put in or given out, they've got a, or they... Fractional reserve. Fractional reserve. Where the, where yeah. the banks hold uh, $1 for every 100 they lend, that's fractional reserve. That's what you're fractional talking about? Fractional reserve is what I was yeah. getting at, yes. And I'm hearing from Zero Hedge that uh, this is what they're doing with actual physical gold and silver. Oh, well, absolutely. Well. Sam, you just said uh, earlier tonight that the banks, somebody, I don't know who it was that calculated this, but the estimate is that there are 100 paper ounces of gold and silver for every one real ounce. That's what you're talking about, right, Dino? That kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, exactly. and absolutely yeah. that's true. And it, you, if you go on YouTube uh, and search silver uh, 100 to 1 or something like that, there, there's a guy, I think it's like Sergeant Bullion 007 is the, is the account. He puts out some great videos. Uh, he's actually got the video recording of a guy that I believe is the chairman of the CFTC. That's the board that regulates all the commodities and so forth. And he's the one that admitted in a public hearing that the paper is trading at multiples of 100 to the physical market. Okay. So it, it's absolutely yes. So if you don't have your gold or silver in a place where you physically can inspect You're it, you're not going to get it. You are a fool, basically, yeah. right? It's not going to be good. And the other can thing. Can I get that web address again, please, for yeah. your. Gold.freetalklive.com. It'll actually take you to Midas Resources, but it takes you through our little portal, our little door entryway, and that you can order gold, both gold and silver through that link. And also a great book, which is called, uh, thank you, Dino. Appreciate the call tonight. And also a great book called uh, Dishonest Dishonest Money. Money. And it'll, uh, you know, explain to you how this whole Federal Reserve system works and uh, how it's all connected together. It's, 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 It's frightening stuff. And the one thing I didn't get to mention in the last three segments that we've covered this is the wholesale suppliers are running out. Now, it's still available at retail, like Ampex, if you go mm-hmm. there, or uh, Midas, they still have they still have it in possession. But the wholesalers that they're buying it from, it's getting very hard to come by. So in some cases, the, the premium over spot price is going up. In other cases, delivery is being delayed out several weeks and, you know, that really adds some urgency to what's going on because all of these people are taking physical possession, because there's all of these derivatives that have been created, and because the news is getting out that, you know, this is a big scam, that 
people are going to lose their shirts. Uh, it, it's there's some urgency to this, and I think we're going to see some major, major moves in silver over the next uh, month or two. Let's uh, continue with your thoughts. Jeremy's in Rhode Island. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Jeremy in Rhode Island is gone. All right, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still uh, two two hours of show remaining here, so plenty of time for you to get your thoughts in. If you've got uh, you know some insights perhaps on the silver thing, maybe there's something we've missed. I mean, certainly we've covered a lot in the last hour, but by all means, it's not been comprehensive. There's some crazy news out there, actually, that I saw on the front page of our website at freetalklive.com. Somebody took the time to submit this over at freetalklive.com, and you can do that, too. Uh, but just crazy news about what's happening in one city here in this country where they are going to be cracking down on sales of uh, gold and silver. And it's just nuts. We'll give you the details on exactly what that entails here in a moment, Uh, especially if you're under the age of 21. You're not going to be in good shape in this city. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves here. Coming up, more Free Talk Live. Your thoughts are welcome on anything you want. This is is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. And one more time, if you want to order some gold and silver, you can certainly go to gold.freetalklive.com and you can get them both there through our friends over at Midas Resources. That's gold.freetalklive.com. More Free Talk Live coming up. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Still to come tonight, two-pack of the Toto Sack. Going to go to one of you listening. If you call in, we'll give you the opportunity a little bit later on. We spent the entire first hour talking about the situation with silver and to a lesser extent gold, but mostly with silver, pointing, pointing out that around the world, these banks are just playing games with people's accounts, whether we're talking about people that have, uh, you know, that have a ton of gold in a bank account or what they thought was a ton of gold. They came in, tried to audit the banks playing games, not letting them in the vault takes 30 days to finally get in. Oh, there's your gold. See, everything's just fine. We just, you know, took 30 days to make it happen. Uh, And so there's kind of these questionable things that are going on out there. Sam, you pointed out that uh, there's an estimate out there that says that there are 100 paper ounces 
for every one ounce of real silver. That, that the yeah. banks are out there selling so-called silver that they don't actually have. They're selling you a piece of paper that says you own this silver, and then they're hoping that you're never going to cash it in. They're hoping you're going to sell that piece of paper or that you know something else happens to you transfer the piece of paper. But they're, they're hoping you're not going to come to them asking for the, uh, the gold or silver that that paper represents because they don't have it. So that's going on, and of course, there's also the point that we're talking about, where the, uh, the you know the silver is more reachable by the average person. So if it's true that the banks and all these people are doing this manipulation, it sure as hell looks like it. Uh, that they're they're just screwing with people in their uh, their gold. You're and their so silver. convinced you're buying silver right now. I'm looking, yeah, looking at buying some here shortly. Um, so. That's that's all going on, and it's you know pretty scary. And people are going to look at this. Menno is here in the background. He showed me some numbers where people are buying you know more and more yes. uh, silver over time. The amount is limited. There's actually more silver. Or excuse me, more gold than silver. Actual physical. On the ground, right. more gold than silver. Let me say that again, because this is something that I don't get, and um, it's it's really hard to internalize. In the world, there is more more gold than there is silver. Now, supply and demand would would tell you that uh, that gold must be uh, less valuable than silver. Then, but it's not so. I guess it's the demand. It's the expectation that people have for the product. Well, what about uh, industrial uses? I mean, is that a factor to where there are more industrial more uses for silver, for silver currently yeah. than there are for gold? Mm-hmm. I think that gold could be uh, used in that capacity. But imagine the world that we'd be living in where gold was being used in lieu of silver. That would be a very strange world. And I, I think what's happened is because the silver market is so much smaller, the price suppression and the manipulation that the Fed has come out and admitted is happening, uh, that's been far more effective at holding down the price of silver than holding down the price of gold because gold is such a larger market. And the, the biggest change, I think, that, you know, there's all of these stories that we've covered in the first hour. The biggest change in the last month is that people are taking physical delivery like they never have before. And that will unwind all of it. So there are all kinds of reasons to look seriously at the idea of putting some of your money into gold and silver. But there was one guy over on the Free State Project forums recently that was saying, I want to put all my life savings into gold. And that sounds like a really bad idea uh, because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. I wouldn't want to put all of my What are the other life. baskets you'd want to put them in? I, don't, I want to have some money in cash so I can pay the bills. I mean, because gold and silver is nice, sure. but uh, it's also nice to be able to pay the power bill yeah. uh, at, the, at the end of the month. So to just pour everything that you have into gold and silver, that seems silly. I also like the idea of having a roof over my head that's that's a you know i think a useful thing to have put your some house money paid into. off instead and right now we just saw that uh there's a some towns in this country you can get a house for ten thousand dollars i mean right. well, at that price <laughs> you can't go wrong well i don't know that that's true the house may very well have not have plumbing um no no i mean i what i've, you what have I've to seen live wherever not, the house is i'm not talking about detroit here mark there's a place in new hampshire where i mean you can get houses that cheap yeah it's you a dying city there, though it's a dying city, but you could live there unless there's a rental market there, and t- then theoretically you could rent it out. But I mean, at ten thousand dollars, yeah, but I know what the rents are like there, and they're commensurate. <laughs> I would, I would imagine so. But nonetheless, I mean, for that, that's like a throwaway price for a house, ten thousand dollars. I mean, you can you can poo poo it all you want, Mark, but if you don't own your own house and you're paying five hundred dollars a month in in rent, it doesn't take long to get to ten thousand dollars. Or if you're paying out nine hundred dollars a month in rent, that's not. It's not a whole lot for a house. I guess that's all I'm saying. So I would not put all my uh, my eggs in one basket, and certainly not the basket of gold. Uh, 
So be careful. Don't don't go crazy. But if you've got some extra money that you were looking to invest, then gold and silver is always, a, in my opinion, it's always a good thing because it's going to keep you ahead at the very least or keep you even uh, with the inflation that uh, that is going to uh, you know possibly come down the pike. Yeah, I, I just did a lot of this where I had most of my uh, savings was in the stock market, was in 401ks and individual stocks and in IRAs and all of that stuff. And I've recently now I have about twelve thousand dollars left in the stock market, and that's it. Um, most everything I've moved the majority of it into gold and silver. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I took a lot of money and invested it in tools that I can use to invest in make yourself. Money, yeah, that's that's an important thing. My camera equipment, all of my filmmaking gear, that that stuff that I've invested in because I can use that to make money. Uh, the other thing I've done is bought a lot of food and, and tools to package mm-hmm. that food. And, and we'll be talking more about that uh, coming up in, in the, the coming days. I'm not sure when, but you'll let us know. Um, so, by the way, we checked in with Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. He is the owner. He's the man behind uh, the Genesis Communications Network. They're the folks that are responsible for putting us up on the satellite dish, you know, the satellite that uh, puts us down on the 84 radio stations uh, that we have. So thanks to Ted for giving Free Talk Live the opportunity to, to help grow together with him because we certainly have. Uh, we've seen GCN grow uh, as we've grown over the, the last several years. And Ted is also a gold dealer and a silver dealer. He's, uh, he does business as Midas Resources, and it's a I would say world-renowned uh, vendor. They're advertising. They advertise all over the radio. Yeah. I was calling I put them on, on Glenn Beck. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I was calling up uh, one of the radio stations that I call because I call radio stations during the daytime in uh, Minneapolis. I was calling a big talk station, FM Talker. There, one of our our old program director buddies uh, works at that station, and and he was saying that Ted's in there buying local radio too. So he's not buying just uh, the national radio ads. He's also buying local radio ads as well. I mean, he's out there in the marketplace. It's a trusted name. And uh, we've we've always had good experiences. I bought uh, all my last uh, silver through through Ted over there at uh, gold.freetalklive.com. And uh, the question that was asked in the last hour, and it was a good question, was from Dino in Japan. He was looking everywhere to try to get his hands on some physical gold and silver. silver specifically, couldn't order anywhere in Japan. They would not sell him less than what was it a thousand ounces uh, and yeah. a thousand ounce bar or something like that of silver. Some ridiculously like, large. <laughs> Amount. Right. So he actually had to look at the dealers over in the U.S. and he said he could not find a dealer that allowed for just using a credit card. Credit card that he had to cut a, a check or a postal money order or something like that to go through all these extra steps to get the hand, get his hands on the gold and silver, which he ended up doing. But I guess he didn't realize that Midas Resources allows that. And then he thought, well, maybe it was only domestic credit cards that they took. So we called Ted. He said, as long as it's got a Visa or a MasterCard logo, let me sure I've got this right, Mark. As long as it has Visa or MasterCard logos, or American Express. Or American Express, whether it's issued in some other country or the U.S., Midas Resources will take that car. Yep, so they'll take, they'll take plastic for, for metal there. And you can go to gold.freetalklive.com and order both gold and silver right. and it takes through a, that website. It'll take a couple of weeks in some cases to fulfill the order, but the rate that you get is the rate that you buy at. So if you go there right now and order an American it's Eagle. It's locked in. Yeah, at uh, fifteen thousand one hundred and fifty-one dollars. Excuse me, fifteen hundred uh, <laughs> for an American Eagle. You can get ten of those uh, at that rate. <laughs> fifteen hundred for an American Eagle. You—that's uh, the rate you pay. Even if it gold shoots up another two mm-hmm. or three hundred dollars an meantime. ounce in the meantime, that's what you get it at. If you go want to do their layaway plan, say you don't have enough money uh, to buy, you know what you want to buy. I recommend getting twenty coins at a time because it saves on the shipping. 
personally. That's how I do it. Um, the, the, the shipping is the same for one as it is for 20. So if you want to go and get 20 Lakota silver rounds, but you don't have the um, $600, $700 that it's going to take to buy them, a little more than seven hundred uh, to buy them. You, you can, can lock in the price and get on a payment plan. You can lock in the pr- price, get on the payment plan. All you have to do is call them at their toll free number. It's and right there. Let at me Gold see if I've got this straight. Talk, Ted's not charging com. for the payment plan. There's not like a, a fee, like no. a layaway fee or anything like no. that. They got a layaway. Just locking in yeah. the price. Well, we, I, I talked to him about this, and you know, we wanted to be able to offer this opportunity to Free Talk Live listeners, and we're like, you know, some of our listeners don't have that kind of money to throw around. What can we do for them? And he said this, and uh, so you can give him a call. The the number, if you don't can't go to gold.freetalklive.com, is uh. 877-857-9938. 877-857-9938. You can dial in toll-free here at 800-259-9231. Share your story. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Spark imaginations and free minds with an enjoyable graphic novel or webcomic from BigHeadPress.com. This holiday season provides a great opportunity to share a vision of freedom and how we'll get there. Inspirational and beautifully illustrated publications from BigHeadPress.com are great tools for sharing the freedom message with thoughtful stories that are extremely entertaining and a pleasure to read. You'll be awed by the illustrations while you cheer for the heroes and boo the villains. Check out BigHeadPress.com and sample their work online before you buy BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Silverbug Edition, 800-259-9231. It's all we've been talking about so far. Of course, you can't talk about anything you want. There's some crazy news about gold and silver sales. We're going to you, uh, get, get to you here out of, of Brainerd. And uh, that's the Minnesota Brainerd, I believe. Or excuse me, Braintree, not Brainerd. I actually, I don't know where Braintree is. We'll figure that out eventually. But there are very interesting things going on, and we'll share those with you in moments. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. Now, if you buy a bunch of silver, as we've been talking about here tonight, maybe some uh, some interesting reasons why you might want to. That's, I'm certainly looking at it right now. Uh, what? Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Oh, oh okay. Braintree, Massachusetts. Gotcha. So if you buy a bunch of gold and silver, it's great because it's going to help you uh, keep up with inflation. It's going to keep your value of what you've earned. You've earned that money. Now you can keep the value by putting it into precious metals. That's usually a good way to do it. Over time, that has been the case. And that's the reason I buy. It's not as an investment. is to keep my value there so I don't lose it to inflation. Because when the government prints more dollars, when they inflate the money supply, they're stealing your value from you. If you aren't holding dollars, they can't take that value from you anymore. So... The, those are all good reasons to do it. There are plenty of good reasons. But it also helps to actually have people with whom you can trade the gold and the silver. So if you want to buy a service, for instance, Michelle Seven was here last night. I've had her do some cleaning for me. She did some cleaning uh, for an ounce of silver because it was uh, the house needed some work and Luther wasn't quite here yet. And I was too busy with other things. So I hired her for an ounce of silver to come in and do some cleaning for me. Was she wearing a French maid outfit? She might do that for two ounces. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't for free, pal. She, she's always good for negotiation. It, and uh, so my point being, it's nice to have people that get it that you can do business with, that you can buy products or services outside of using the dollar. And we're seeing that happen here in New Hampshire as liberty-minded people make the move here as part of the Free State Project and begin offering their products and services. Usually there's a there's dual price available. Usually you can get it at a silver price or you can get it at a dollar price. But it's nice to have that option and to have that mindset out there in a community full of people. Hundreds have made the move so far here to New Hampshire. 
As part of the Free State Project, over 10,500 are currently pledged to make the move. We want to get to 20,000 pledged. So go to freestateproject.org if you love liberty and you understand what it means to be free. You have to allow others to be free as well and that we should be free to live our lives how we want so long as we don't hurt anybody else. If you get that, then move to, other, uh, move to a place where other people get that too, where more people who understand liberty are moving toward. As part of the Free State Project, you can learn more and get signed up at freestateproject.org. Sam, you've been wanting to jump in. Porkfest was great. I, I bought a tube of silver there and used it uh, for the whole weekend. Didn't have any problems trading with silver. I would get FRNs in, in uh, change. And uh, the, there is a real community here that uses gold and silver and understands the value. Absolutely. And you and mentioned FRN is a Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve dollar. dollars. Right. Yep. You mentioned Porkfest. That's one of the two yearly events the Free State Project puts on. The other is the Liberty Forum, which is coming up February 24th through the 27th. It's going to be at uh, the National Crown Plaza Hotel, same place it's been the last uh, few years. And we're going to be there. We're going to be broadcasting live. Naomi Wolf is one of the, uh, the featured speakers. Gary Johnson, another featured speaker this year. And of course, other speakers to be announced that we will uh, let you know as we know them. Uh, there's a handful of them up on the website right now at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Great excuse to come up here and get plugged into this community. Meet some of those hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Everybody from single people to families, couples, they're all here. And you should be too. Freestateproject.org. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey. It's cold as can be down here in New York. Yeah, it's a little chilly. Go ahead with your thoughts yeah. tonight, Frank. I wanted to say this about my understanding, looking back to uh, geology class, I guess the old rocks for jocks class, uh, there actually, at least we were always told, there, there was actually more reserves of silver in the earth than gold. So that might be why silver has historically been... Uh, less valued than gold. It's not you know, as, it's a commodity. Yeah, it's not as it's not worth digging it up, and um, and not as worth digging it up as as gold would be. That might make some Correct. sense. Correct. But the point is, there's more of it uh, in the earth than let's say gold, and there's even more gold than platinum, which is why platinum is you know so uh, valued, and its applications for industry are amazing. But also gold, gold and silver for medical use. We know of the. Uh, uh, some of the uh, medicines that use sol- uh, silver, like the colloid sol- silver solutions, that are as effective on certain, uh, you know, illnesses or uh, bacterium as antibiotics would be and things. So, I mean, they both have interesting medical capabilities in gold for rheumatoid arthritis. You know, there's something about gold when it's taken in the system that uh, does help the joints and things, but it's a very expensive therapy. I imagine uh, what it is. I- what I wanted to say about, uh, we have to remember, too, in, in, in many countries, the only way one can acquire gold or silver is with the jeweler's license, to be able to buy more than a very limited amount. And uh, uh, that may be the case in Japan. And also, one thing we have to be very careful of, even though it's important, I think, to, you know, as you mentioned, to uh, diversify your investment portfolios with, with bullion and other commodities and different items. Uh, we have to remember too that you know it could gold could be uh, taken by the government as it was in 1934 uh, with FDR. Not that they don't don't have it. It's possible, <laughs> well, but is, Frank, yeah, back but then the, in 1934 or whenever it was, there were a, a lot more people in the general population that carried gold and silver around with them. Correct. So percent of ownership was, I forget. Do you know the number? I think it was like I have no 10, clue. 13%. No, I'm th- asking Frank. Oh, yeah. Now What's it's like 1%. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's interesting, China may demand some of their uh, balance of payments in gold bullion. And if that's the case, the U.S. is going to either confiscate it from the citizenry or it's going to be forced to buy non-existent gold in the world market. <laughs> and either situation would be sort of uh, traumatic, but uh, I have a feeling China will probably use eminent domain and foreclose on you know, industries and cities and properties well, and maybe undeveloped thing, oil fields and things. As far as gold confiscation goes, and Frank, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. As far as gold confiscation is concerned, it's one thing for the government to go into a bank and raid their safe deposit box. Uh, that's not hard for them to do. They just walk in, tell the bank they're taking everything in the safe deposit boxes, and the bank will do likely dutifully go ahead and open it up for yeah, them. Yeah, if the government says they want everything that's in the safe deposit box, yeah. what what is what are you going to do to stop them? You're not there, so you won't do anything. Um, and your bankers are basically beholden to the U.S. federal government for their existence. So it's not like it seems very unlikely. I would love to know if there's a bank manager out there who could call in tonight and say, no, I would say no. <laughs> Please let me no. know so I can open an account. Uh, but I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put anything significant of any significance in a safe deposit box at, at all. It'll keep it away from other people, but it won't keep it away from the. It won't uh, keep it away from the government. So it's one thing for them to go into every bank branch and raid their safe deposit boxes. That's a possibility. But to actually track down where the rest of it is, you know, like in the the personal vaults of each individual or buried in the backyard or wherever the heck people have their gold and silver that they've been buying over these years to ta- to actually track that down, that is a bureaucratic nightmare and it, it would involve literally raiding people's homes, which then you get into some very sticky areas. And I know in the original gold confiscation, they threatened a fine and impossible jail term and double the amount of the gold that you were keeping behind. But they never actually prosecuted anybody under that law. So the people who kept their gold and held on to it did all right, and nobody was ever gone after and thrown in jail. Right, so don't go obediently turn your gold (laughs) in if they have a gold confiscation. More coming up. You can take control and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What's SACL CAI, Mark? SACL CAI is a company that will handle your accounts receivable for you. If you've got a business, you didn't get into business to collect on overdue bills, SACL CAI will handle that for you. They'll handle everything that has to do with accounts receivable. And you can get a hold of them by just going to freetalklive.com. The ban- top banner on the right-hand side of the page, it's Sickle CAI. All right, so we've been talking about silver all night tonight, and I said we've got some crazy news out of Braintree, Massachusetts, where they're going to try to make it a little bit more difficult for some people to buy and sell silver. Now, of course, this is a time in which people 
who want to protect their value, want to get their hands on this. So why are government people getting in the way? Not to mention the uh, $600 tax form that start kicks in January. Oh, yeah. What's that? That's a national thing, right? I think that was part of the health care bill or something, wasn't it, Mark? 1099, I believe it was. Uh, 1099 for any purchase of uh, gold or silver above $600. Wow. That's crazy. That might speed up the uh, the buys toward the end of the year, huh? Well, it is the end of the year. Right? Surprise. It's December the 14th. Uh, so businesses, this from... Gold.freetalklive.com. <laughs> wickedlocal.com. Braintree. Businesses that purchase secondhand jewelry and other items containing precious metals now know that the ca- town council agrees with the Board of License Commissioners that implementing stricter record-keeping requirements is a good idea. Why would they want to do that? During October 19th, uh, public hearing concerning the proposed conversion into ordinances of former bylaws concerning gas stations as well as precious metal dealers. The council also approved letting existing 24-hour gas stations remain, but, well, that doesn't matter. The town was approached by residents uh, talking about that. Under the ordinance that takes the place of a former bylaw defines precious metals as any precious metal, such as gold, silver, or platinum, without regard to the form or amount such of such precious metal. Precious metal dealers will be required to record detailed information about the items they buy or receive and submit this information daily to the police. Good Lord. In addition, they will have to submit photographs of the items and make copies of the photo identification presented by the sellers. Now, I presume the intention here is to catch people who are stealing gold and silver. And I can appreciate that, but I don't appreciate having people force their policies onto local uh, businessmen. Let business people decide for themselves what level of uh, caution they want to use when buying or selling products. This is the same kind of thing that happens if you go to a used bookstore and try and sell your books back. There's a, some federal law that says you have to show ID in order just to sell your books. For a bookstore? I've never yes. seen that. Happened to me in uh, in Texas. Uh, at I've the sold books up here and, and price, never happened. Well, it, this was in Texas at Half Price Books. Huh. I went in, I, I handed off my books, and uh, the lady wanted to see ID. And, you know, we got into a discussion like, well, what is that for? What's it possibly, uh, you know, what possible good is going to come out of it? And uh, she was just, well, it's a, it's a requirement of the federal government. It's the law. Da, 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 da. How bizarre. I mean, it's not like yeah. they're going to confiscate your books. But in the case of silver and gold, they very well may use things like records. I mean, we certainly have seen in the past when guns have been registered, in many cases that's used. Those registration, uh, you know, I guess details are used to come after the people that have had guns when they want to confiscate guns. And similarly, if people know how much gold you're buying and silver you're buying and when you're buying it and where you're buying it, it just makes it easier for them to track you down. Yeah, I just think it's more of a tracking thing and uh, knowing who's got what and what they're doing. The dealers will still be mandated to hold items, meaning they were before they changed the law, uh, hold items for a minimum of 30 days before reprocessing them, with the added requirement that these items will be made available for police inspection within 24 hours. The ordinance specifies that no person shall collect, deal in, or keep a shop for the purchase, sale, or barter of precious metals in any building or place within the limits of the town without a license from the board. So you shan't sell uh, gold or silver or jewelry with gold or silver or any precious metals in this particular town from your business without a business license for that particular purpose. People have been uh, stealing things from homes for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it seem like a strange time to be bringing this about? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a conspiracy theory um, lurking under here. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's been a rash of burglaries and gold and silver being stolen. That's a possibility. I guess. 
Uh, such a dealer well, shall not... He's not going to steal gold or silver if you break into a house. Such a dealer shall not directly or indirectly either purchase or receive by way of barter or exchange any articles by a person under the age of 21. So any of you listening tonight, and our audience does tend to skew a little on the younger side of uh, the talk radio world, any of you listening tonight that are in high school and might get it into your head that you want to go out and buy yourself some gold or silver because it's never too early to start that, if you live in Braintree, Mass- uh, Massachusetts, you'll have to go to the next town over. Right. And, <laughs> that's, and that's all this is going to do. Right. Yeah, this is right. This is going to make doing business in precious metals in Braintree more difficult. But that's not to say that these ideas won't be, uh, you know, they won't be put forth somewhere else. That some other city council or state government won't take these ideas and propagate them. Because remember, governments borrow uh, tyrannical ideas from one another all the time yeah so don't just think oh well it's no problem it's just in braintree no big deal they could very well make this happen in your community so beware uh but there's more here all precious metal uh, dealer licenses shall expire annually on june 30th so make sure you pay up for the next one because if you don't buy your license they'll send men with guns in and they'll take your gold and silver from you the license holders will be responsible for submitting an application for renewal with the applicable license fee to the licensing coordinator at least 30 days prior to this deadline. Upon receipt of an application for renewal, the Board of License Commissioners shall take into consideration the specific performance of the licensee. Meaning, did you fill out all the forms correctly throughout the year, the last year? Were you late on anything? Who do, you, do these people think they are? They think they own you. That's who they think they are. They think they own you, and you know what? By all admission, they do, because yeah. you act like they own you. Especially and if you're going and begging for licenses yep. every year and do you know jump through the hoops. Oh, 30 days before. If you're a day late, well, probably an additional fee or something could. Yeah, fix we'll that. let you right. We'll let you have the license <laughs> again. Just pay us some more money. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's how they'll do it because they are all about the money. It's not about keeping people safe. It's not about anything. Preventing else. burglaries. I mean, yeah. If <laughs> what this shows is is that. Their police force, which was you know brought into effect to pre- prevent these sort of things, can't prevent Fail. burglaries. It's an admission of that. You're right about that. Uh, so if any- you want to prevent burglaries at your house, you're going to need to do what you need to do to prevent that. Get one of these security systems. Uh, make sure you've got good locks and good windows. Uh, hire a security company to drive by on a regular basis. By the way, if you hire a security company and your house gets broken into, I'm sure you can negotiate a contract that says if your house gets broken into, they'll compensate you for that. But, it's called insurance. Yeah, I mean it's it's not that big of a uh, you know big of a stretch. I, my question to you is this: You'd think that the cops are supposed to be a security company, but would they compensate you if your house was broken into? A violation of any rule, regulation, or restriction contained in the precious metal dealer's license shall be subject to a fine of not less than fifty or more than three hundred dollars, and each day of each violation shall constitute a separate offense. So, if your clerk at the store, you know the 20-year-old kid, well, he probably wouldn't be able to actually be a clerk because they don't want people selling uh, gold that are under the age of 21. Let's say you've got a 25-year-old clerk at the store, and they make a mistake, and they don't uh, you know, fill out the forms correctly, and they did it two days in a row. They could hit you with two $300 fines for that if they wanted to. And there's more. In his October 14th letter, uh, some bureaucrat said to another bureaucrat why they had done this. What inspired the revisions relative to precious metal dealers? Well, according to them, five months ago, the Board of License Commissioners fined an evil gold dealer at the South Shore Plaza $12,000 for not holding purchased items for at least a month. 
Just in case they found out who they belong to? I presume $12,000 fine for that. Instead, the items were broken down for scrap on the same day they were bought. Officials of the Gold Rush Kiosk, which has been at the mall for nearly two years, told the board on a May 26th hearing. The kiosk was apparently the destination for burglary suspects who were arrested earlier this year. The troubling aspect is the violation occurred on the very same day of the purchase of the jewelry. We're not talking about a difference of a day or a couple of weeks. The fine was based on the maximum $200 per day the board could impose times the 30 days each item in the two transactions should have been held. And now they're raising that number to $300. 800-259-9231. You take control. Is anything popping up like this near you? Tell us about it or bring up anything you want. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. You can enjoy our website and enjoy the various features that we have there for you totally free. Our webcam is one of those features. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact because we've got a chat room built into the very same page. So go to cam.freetalklive.com and enjoy all that free. Know that it's brought to you, though, for free by memorydealers.com. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off of list price. That's why they call them discounted optical transceivers. Uh, Go check out the optical transceivers and the great prices and services they have on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. All right, so away from all of this depressing financial news although if you bought a lot of silver over the last decade you're not depressed at all uh-uh. because of the uh, current price of it uh, but uh, away from kind of the uh, the doom and gloom to a little bit of good news sometimes it happens you know uh, the broken clock strikes uh, correctly twice a day that kind of thing and we do like to tell you about it when it does occur breaking news from the electronic frontier foundations just came out today in a landmark decision issued today in the criminal appeal of U.S. versus Warshank, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled that the government must have a search warrant before it can secretly seize and search emails stored by email service providers. Closely tracking arguments made by the Electronic Freedom Foundation in its amicus brief, the court found that email users have the same reasonable expectation of privacy in their stored email as they do in their phone calls and their postal mail. They filed a similar brief with the Sixth Circuit in 2006 in a civil suit brought by criminal defendant Warshock against the government for its warrantless seizure of his emails. There, the Sixth Circuit agreed with the FF, the Electronic Freedom Foundation, that email users have a Fourth Amendment-protected expectation of privacy in the email they store with their email providers, though that decision was later vacated on procedural grounds. Warshak's appeal of his criminal conviction has brought the issue back to the Sixth Circuit, and once again the court has agreed with EFF and held that email users have a Fourth Amendment-protected reasonable expectation of privacy in the contents of their email. 
As the court held today, quote, given the fundamental similarities between email and traditional forms of communication, it would defy common sense to afford emails lesser Fourth Amendment protection. Now, all of this isn't to say that they just won't write up the warrant. They'll and, say, oh, the Fourth Amendment doesn't apply in this this instance. Come right. All the other ones. All yes, they're saying here, here is that they have to get a warrant in order to look in your email. So, okay, you know, that's a nice thing to say. It's not... It says nothing about how difficult getting these warrants are. It is not, from my understanding, a a very difficult thing to do. It's a rubber stamp, typically. I think it was EFF that released uh, how many times the federal government was in wiretapping lines and so forth. I mean, with the CALEA regulations that they came out with, they basically have a backdoor into the soft switch where they can start routing people's phone calls over to their servers and recording the voice stream uh, without having to go interface with the phone company once they have the the uh, logins and so forth set up. So, you know, who's to say that they're even going to follow this? They certainly don't get in trouble when they don't follow the rules That's because right. it's come out that they did that hundreds of times and nothing happened. Or it's years later that they'll get yeah. a little smack on the hand. You shouldn't have done that. Right. Bad, bad government. Right. After you, who have been screwed over by them, or whoever it is that's been screwed over by them, <laughs> you've been spent thousands of dollars. Cold yeah. baloney in jail for nine years. <laughs> and you've been hiring lawyers and spending all your life savings on trying to get these things overturned or, or trying to fight it. Uh, but nonetheless, the court continued, saying it follows that emails require strong protection under the Fourth Amendment. Otherwise, the Fourth Amendment would prove an ineffective guardian of private communication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm reading this, is for the laughs. Uh, an essential purpose that has been long recognized to serve. Boy, what world do these people live in? Do they really believe what they're writing? I mean, or is it just... Do, do they know? Show. Is it right? Do they realize that they're just writing a cover piece for the sheep? The, right for everybody to just read and to say, "Oh, look, our system works." They care about the Fourth Amendment. When anybody that takes a close look at the way they behave, as Sam pointed out, and as we've shown you over the years, it doesn't matter what their rules say, and it doesn't matter what the men in robes say. What matters is what they do. And what they do is they violate their words all the time. They violate their rules, their supposed rules, all the time. And there's nothing you can do about it. Dale, our Friday night co-host, recently put in a motion. And when I say recently, I mean a few weeks ago, put in a motion to have a fine that he'd been levied uh, against in court for trespassing to be paid, uh, payable in uh, – that he could pay it to a local charity. Now, it was my understanding that motions were supposed to take no more than 10 days to be answered. And I think it's 10 business days, but I'm not positive on that. But 10 days. And if it's 10 business days, that's not longer than two weeks. Dale has been waiting for an answer now for much longer than that. And he says they told him it would take like 30 to 90 days to get an answer on that. Yeah, I think it's 10 days before all arguments have to come in. So if the prosecution wanted to object, they'd have 10 days to do that from the day it was filed. Mm -hmm. But then I believe the court has 30 days, maybe it's longer, to respond. They do whatever they want anyway. Well, the one thing, right, they do whatever they want. And what are you going to do if they don't? Then go and spend a bunch of money to appeal it in their system to their judges? I right. don't want to do Even that. If they're found uh, to have been lacking. It's not like you're going to get your money back. No, you will. You will not. And uh, and Dale's just like me. You know, he doesn't want to go and spend one hundred eighty dollars on uh, just filing the appeal. I mean, let alone hiring a lawyer to uh, to file it for you. Then you're in for probably another thousand at that point. 
So it's just a system that is so unwieldy and so difficult to uh, to get to even follow its own rules. In fact, they actually even have rules that say they don't have to follow their own rules. Like rule number one of the district court. I don't, I'm not citing exactly here, but there is a rule in the district courts here in New Hampshire that basically say the judge can follow the rules at his discretion. <laughs> can waive any rule for any reason, yeah. Pretty much, with very few exceptions. So it's, it's even codified that they don't have to follow their own rules. And yet here they are. Oh, well, you know, this is a Fourth Amendment. It's very important. It's an effective guardian of private communication. The police, they say, may not storm the post office and intercept a letter. And they are likewise forbidden from using the phone system to make a clandestine recording of a telephone call unless they get a warrant. That is, it only stands to reason that if government agents compel an ISP to surrender the contents of a subscriber's emails, those agents have thereby conducted a Fourth Amendment search, which necessitates compliant with the, uh, compliance rather with the warrant required. So to some extent, I'm glad that the Electronic Freedom Foundation is out there trying to do something about privacy and freedom on the Internet. Absolutely. I'll take any uh, court wins that we can get. But this doesn't exactly. I mean, it's it's good news. But, man, that's there's a, some big quotes around that good news. And there are a lot of qualifiers uh, that need to be thrown out there. Just because the court's saying your emails should be sub, uh, you know, subject to not being searched, yeah, subject to the so-called Fourth Amendment protections, doesn't mean they actually will be protected. And if you really want to make sure your email is uh, is kept safe, there are ways to do that. Uh, but you should. What you are some to, of them? You need to take the uh, the, well, the Privacy Harbor is one of our former advertisers. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go that route, or you can, uh, the, you know, some some way of encrypting emails. I'm sure that's uh, possible. I, I don't care personally. They, I figure they're reading through my emails, so I, I don't even really bother with worrying about that kind of thing. But for some people, you do have reason to worry, and you might want to, you know, take that under advisement. Don't trust the men in the robes to protect you. Because they don't have your best interests at heart. Despite the flowery language of this particular court decision, they're not looking out for you. Let's go to the phones. Ray is in Washington. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hey, guys. Um, good show tonight. There's a couple other ways to collect uh, uh, metals. Um, one is um, quarters. The quarters that were silver, they were about 90% silver. And uh, they sell for around $5 a quarter. Mm-hmm. And you can usually find them on um, some of these auction big auction places i won't do free advertising for them another one you know my big my concern about that and we were talking about the junk silver as an option as it's called uh in here tonight uh, during one of the breaks my concern is is when you're giving that to somebody in the future right when you might be using that to spend they're gonna look at it and they're gonna say that's a quarter man Uh, i'm not gonna give that that's fine but you know what it's worth five dollars just look at the auction price you can I go understand on right that, now. but the average person on the street isn't going to realize that. I, I think those folks well, are going to get it. enough to know anything about silver. You'll know about that. But let me mention this. Real so quick what here. year? I don't know. What year do they are 64? those good for? You See, remember when the Hunt Brothers cornered the silver market? 1980s, yeah. Okay. No, it was like 1979. I was like 19 okay. years old. I went in and bought some silver at 11 times face. Now it's about double that. What is it? The, the second point you wanted to get to, Ray? Okay. But metal, it comes in other forms, because I've been in the metal business a good part of my life. Mm-hmm. Copper running about $4 a pound. Now, if I give you a pound of copper, Ian, you can go to your local junk dealer and get your $4. Yep. It's, real, it's real metal. Aluminum. You know how many times aluminum has doubled in price in the last uh, 30 years? Probably at least 15. Uh, there's all kinds of different metals which don't weigh a lot. When you're asking about what can I put my money in that has real value... There you go. There's some other I can options. tell you when steel was a quarter pound, now it's a dollar pound. 
It's probably not as easy to go and buy that kind of metal, though. Libertarians love metal. That's a factor. Thank you, Ray, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Of course, you can always go to gold.freetalklive.com for gold and silver. We're coming up. A passion for service never leaves. I'm Tim Lewis, and after 22 years in the military, I became a mortgage professional, helping my fellow veterans and active duty service members secure VA home loans. Refinancing with a VA loan is a privilege earned through service, and it's my privilege to help you get there. We can help you lower your rate or consolidate debt, even if your current mortgage is not a VA loan. Go to varadio.com to learn more. That's varadio.com. I'm Tim Lewis. Thank you for your service. varadio.com is a website of iFreedom Direct Corporation, a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com or call 1-800-900-VA-LOAN. varadio.com. is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features on the site completely free. So do head over there and enjoy those on us. In fact, the main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site by submitting different news articles or videos or blog posts that you find online that you think are interesting, you think other listeners might enjoy. You just submit it as show prep to the website and then other listeners can vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. The most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Coming up, Mark, you're going to tell us about a teenager who got in a fight with another teenager and was charged with child abuse? Yeah, that's right. We'll see what that means here in a, in a little bit. And uh, But first, your calls. Andrew is in Michigan. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hey, guys. I had a uh, chance to uh, proselytize a little bit to some people about the Free State Project. I am the Free State Project coordinator for Michigan, the volunteer person. Oh, great. Uh, try to help people. And I was, there's some of their questions that I couldn't quite answer for them, even though I do uh, study Austrian economics. And I appreciate Sam talking about silver tonight. It, I really uh, helps get the word out there. Um, they sort of wondered about uh, the standard of living in a seceded state, such as maybe New Hampshire, if it were to secede, uh, they were uh, reluctant. They thought it would um, basically their standard of living would drop off and it would turn into Thunderdome or something like that. <laughs> Mad Max. <laughs> and I hate to I hate to offer tribalism as like a way that people might organize in order to you know have court systems and law books and stuff because I know that uh, the Free State Project members are a uh, pack of wild cats. And that doesn't tend to go over well with people, but I didn't know exactly what to say. So could you guys maybe speculate for us? Sure. So, you know, I there there are a lot of similarities in how uh, the way I would approach sort of talking to these folks is to say, look, there are a lot of similarities in how the voluntary society would run and how society works today. The biggest difference is rather than having some one monopoly organization running something, whether it's fire protection service, whether it's police, whether it's uh, the transportation department of the state running the roads or whoever, 
Instead, you bring competition. You have multiple players in the market, so you get accountability. You get the ability to sue the people, the bad actors, the people who make mistakes and do things that are wrong. And that's something that you just can't get in today's uh, under monopoly today's system. monopoly system. They're not accountable. But wait a minute. I want to make sure I understood the question here, Sam. Maybe I misunderstood. Was the question more about how will the free marketplace look as far as governmental services or what, what will replace governmental services or what it will be like after, you know, in some sort of crazy scenario after New Hampshire secedes? Um, I only speculated that uh, New Hampshire could secede. However, I do understand uh, the marketplace will take care of it. That's well, but the, but the one thing that there has been one objection brought up that I think is a fairly challenging one, and I don't know if I've heard a really good uh, answer to it. The suggestion being that if New Hampshire or when New Hampshire decides to call it quits from the U.S. federal government, the big concern has always been they're going to roll in tanks, and it's pretty easy to dis, you know to discount that one. New Hampshire is very well armed; it would be bad publicity for them to uh, to roll in tanks, etc. But what if they were to cut us off? What if it were you know the, the, what if it were to be the case that they were to essentially Roadblocks. Build a wall or put up roadblocks or put out uh, battleships out in the harbor because the coastline on New Hampshire is going to hate that. What's that, Maine? Maine is going to hate Maine that. Maine will hate that. That's true. But that's, I so think. They're, they're, talk about cutting off your nose in order to spite your face. I mean, true, but they do it with Alaska. So that was the right, best but, objection but, I'd heard so far. I, I agree with you, but they don't have, there, there aren't these, uh, there aren't walls um, on the, the you know, border of, of Canada. You can no, cross but, through. But as far as getting in things like food and other things like that that are normally on the backs of an 18-wheeler, uh, that would be fairly effective at stopping yeah, most they commerce. They still come um, from, uh, on the backs of 18-wheelers coming from Canada. From Canada, through, uh, true. Through the, you know, the northern border. That's what the if one Canada the teams things. up with the U.S. and they're doing an international It's certainly thing. possible. Um, you know, that That'd be could, the worst case, right? They could try I mean, to do be- that. But I, here's the thing is, I don't think New Hampshire's going to secede. They may very well find a situation where they're nullifying many of the things that the federal government does. But I think that more likely, as an Austrian uh, economics uh, aficionado out there, you're like, you see that the, the American currency is crashing. Yeah. And once there's no currency, there's really no, no government. I mean, that's essentially what... <laughs> Do you think it's more likely that the federal government will crash and burn before anybody has a chance to secede? I I don't think that uh, you're going to see one secession of one state. I think you're going to see 50 secessions of 50 states because there isn't going to be a federal government there to to really do anything with. The the good and bad thing about the United States is that there are triple or quadruple, in some cases even more than that, levels of government on top of each other. And uh, the state governments, they don't have the apparatus in order to print money and things like that so the the really the what the federal government is providing to the states um is well currency uh in the form of uh u.s federal reserve notes i think that you're not going to see the new New hampshire because it would take a lot to get people to choose to 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 do this whole you know breaking away from the united states i talk about it because i believe it to be the best solution for the problem and I don't mind sounding like a radical, but I can tell you it's a really radical solution. So did all of that answer your question, Andrew? Yeah, that sounded great. Uh, it does seem that uh, they, I don't think they would put up blockades and roll in tanks. I think I was more of like a starved out. They would just, oh, we'll just let all of New Hampshire starve to death. 
Well, or something like that. In order to let New Hampshire starve to death, they would have to stop food from coming Well, here. let's point out, I would like to point out before we go any farther, that New Hampshire has a very brisk uh, economy in local food. New Hampshire is, uh, it, we wouldn't have to build the infrastructure for farms and that kind of thing. A, a larger percentage of New Hampshire than the vast majority of states get their food locally. Well, plus, I get all my, most of my food locally. They would get, it would get better, farming would get better because you wouldn't have the uh, USDA and the other federal organizations that come in and they put mandates on like you know have to you have to do certain things with your cows and tag them and all these very expensive laws that are that are being placed on farmers to drive small farmers out of business in the absence of the federal government farming would probably be even stronger you wouldn't than it currently see the, is. you wouldn't see the ranching industries in you know other portions of the country getting subsidization um, you know and thus and thus driving out people that would have cows here in New Hampshire. But so I guess my, my question is, how would New Hampshire starve? Because if, if they aren't going to blockade us, then there's no way that New Hampshire would starve. It'd be free trade. I mean, it hopefully as free trade as we could possibly have and international uh, free trade with the uh, Canadian border and an international uh, coastline. So well, that just doesn't make sense. The one concern was that if uh, New Hampshire and uh, uh, start rejecting the dollar or fiat currency in general, like whether it's Canadian currency or other foreign currencies, that um, we wouldn't be able to get, you know, something that isn't manufactured in New Hampshire, and that would cause... Well, wait, why would you... If, if people are still accepting the dollar and you need to do business in the dollar, then you do business in the dollar. I mean, you can go and spend dollars in Canada. I understand that's true. Uh, I'm just wondering if other people in New Hampshire, like part of the part of the breaking away from the United States, is because of that dollar and the devaluing of the dollar. To try to well, I would that imagine that people who value real money are going to prefer that. Uh, but if you need to do business in the dollar, you do business in the dollar. It's like you know those Canadian businesses just across the border. They don't have to take the dollar, but they sure as heck do because there's Some plenty do. of uh, you know there's plenty of Americans crossing that border every single day that have dollars in their pockets, and you know they. They can transfer those dollars and turn them into things immediately. So you can do you can do business in the dollar still, and at the end of the day, you know, buy whatever currency is valuable with it. Okay, unless it's hyperinflating, (laughs) unless it's in the process of hyperinflation, and by the end of the day, it's you know quadrupled in value, and then yeah, you'd be crazy to do business in the dollar wherever you live, whether it's in New Hampshire or in South Carolina or you know Hawaii. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Oh, by the way, if you want more uh, on what Sam was talking about with the marketplace and replacing the government's services with com- competition and innovation in the free market, there's a great book called The Market for Liberty, which I highly recommend, and you can get it for free if you go to book.freekeen.com. You can download it in uh, audiobook format, totally free, book.freekeen.com. And it gets into a lot of the real detail on how exactly things can work without the monopoly on violence providing services. Thanks for the call, Andrew. And more coming up here in moments. I want to give you the Tota Sack. A two-pack is yours right now at 603-435-1105. Dial in 603-435-1105. And you could win a two-pack of the Tota Sack from totasack.us. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com.
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find on the site completely free. And those features include a number of different things, including our news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via email, or perhaps you'd prefer Facebook or Twitter. We've got those, too. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up today for free. That's news.freetalklive.com. So during the show, I heated up uh, some of George's famous baklava. Ian, how was it? Luscious. Yes, it's really good. Sam? Better than sex. <laughs> well, <it's>, <laughs> I suppose it depends on how long you've had since you've had it, but uh, George's famous baklava is, is it's delicious. 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. It's uh, the perfect treat for any holiday party with friends, family, or coworkers. It's a great gift, too. It's shipped in a special container. Priority mail it gets to you fast, fresh, and delicious order by tuesday december the 21st to make sure you have it in time for christmas you can see uh george's famous baklava at mandrick.com that's m-a-n-d-r-i-k there's no c in mandrick mandrick.com all right 800-259-9231 mark you're going to tell us a story about two young people who got in a fight and one of them has been charged with child abuse did i hear you right yes from the Associated Press, a 17-year-old girl has been charged in Juneau. Um, a 17-year-old girl has been charged with child abuse after fighting with an older student at their high school in Wisconsin. A criminal complaint filed in Dodge County says that Brandy Joe Winkleman. Oh, I'm not going to, um, you know, give the, uh, you know, the, all these names or anything here. But uh, this this gal uh, struck a girl nearly ten months older than her during a confrontation in a hallway at. So presumably uh, somebody else who was also seventeen. Uh, or hence the, 18. Hence the charge child. Could they charge somebody with child abuse for attacking right. an eighteen-year-old? Yeah, I guess they would have to be seventeen, also, right? I'm guessing. I, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that they could even do this in the first place is pretty crazy, so who knows? Now, the girl said that uh, apparently after uh, you know, the follow-up exams uh, showed that she had some loose teeth, uh, loose teeth and a slight concussion, so uh, uh, Brandy here struck her pretty hard. Uh, she's facing felony charge of child abuse by intentionally causing bodily harm, a felony, and misdemeanor disorderly conduct. What were they fighting over? Does anyone know? Boys? It doesn't say. Um, and it doesn't really matter to me what uh, kids are fighting over. Kids fight. Kids. I'm not saying yeah. it's okay. Some stupid crap. It yeah, happens. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good or it's right or it's anything like that. But uh, it seems to me that fights should be handled in school, and if they're not, that they should be handled. You mean the discipline for the fights? Yeah, the discipline. Um, that they the, the you know whatever the the courts are going to do that that it should be commensurate. Because here's the problem with child abuse from a chi- child abuse charge for beating up a kid who's older than you are is that. This goes on your once you're arrested for something, then whenever they do these searches for you, your arrests come up. Now, tell me, how is it going to be trying to get a job in the future with a child, a child abu- abuse with a child abuse charge? On, I mean, people don't want to hear the story behind mm-hmm. it. Many times you you're just get the off op- the list. Yeah. The opportunity to even tell the story. You're just off the list. You're just you're not going to get that job. So if uh, this, this is it's horrible, I thought the child abuse was what you'd give to parents that beat their kids. I didn't know you could get child abuse for getting into a fight with somebody you're not even related to, somebody who's not your child. 
Well, I would uh, suspect <laughs> you get child abuse if you're an adult and you abuse a neighbor's child or something like that, too. But um, this, I suppose. this should be a battery charge if that's what it's going to be, or uh, it should be handled by the school if that's what it's going to be. But Now, Mark, when you say it should be handled by the school, I mean, if somebody has had damage done to them, loose teeth, they got to go to the dentist, they got to mm-hmm. get work done, do you think the school should be able to impose restitution? I I guess that's really not going to work out. That's why I say that this is a battery charge. But the problem with letting the government handle these things, and I'm not saying the school would do any better, but the problem with letting the government handle these things is they screw it up. Look at this instance here. They've charged a a girl for beating up another girl, and um, and they've given her child abuse charges. And the the girl that she beat up is older than her. I think this is a consequence or or an unintended consequence of government schools to begin with. I agree with that much. Who gets picked on the least? Uh, A a girl with older brothers or without older brothers? Uh, The girl with the older brothers. Right, because they protect them. But then what do you do in government schools or what do they do is they take all the kids and they segregate them by age. So you don't have any of the older influences that are a little more wise that might be in there to break up fights and things like that or prevent them from starting in the first place. And uh, like the Sudbury school we talked about last week where they actually have kids from a full age range of I think it was like four to nine all together in the same schoolhouse. I, I went to a Montessori school, uh, sort of instead of elementary school, and it was like that, and it was great. You know, I would learn things, I would study the subjects that were interesting to me, and the older people you could look up to, and I you could, could mature. Talk to, I could go ask questions. On. Yeah, so you know, I, this there's so much of the way children behave, and uh, they the things that they grow up learning, and 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 the conclusions that they draw about the world that are just unintended consequences that people are completely blind to that come out of this public education system, which oh, is a disaster. Oh, they are so blind. They, w- they will say things to justify the government school system, like, well, but but I'm educated. I turned out I okay. I okay, yep. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a justification to steal from your neighbor and to have a one-size-fits-all government violent monopoly school system, because you did all right in it. Anyway, Mark, is that all that there is yeah, to the story? Yeah, it's, it's a rather short story. I just thought it was an amazing thing that they... Uh, is they... she being charged as an adult? I mean, wouldn't you have to be charged as an adult to get I a child abuse charge? I can only assume. Right, I don't know. I'm no lawyer. If you know a little more about that... They gave that. her name, so that says to me that, uh, in fact, that that's what the case is. Interesting. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Fortunately, she's gotten herself uh, an attorney, so uh, hopefully that'll help out. Yeah, so um, so moving over from the government schools to the market-based free market schools is an important thing. You touched on it earlier when we were talking about transitioning from the government services to market-based services. This is one of the most important things that we can do as yeah. liberty activists is to get the government out of the school system. But it's also that one of the most difficult as well because people have been brainwashed into believing that we need to have the government schools. So the poor people, well, we can take care of the poor people without using force on our neighbors. It's all completely possible and we can take care of them better in the absence of these crap can government schools. And yeah, just because you got an education, that's great, but you're only comparing yourself to a bunch of other crappy educations. So, of course, some people are going to get better educated under that system under any system of education some will do better than others and so but that's like comparing cancers well, it's, uh, one thing that's clear and obvious is that uh, you don't have innovation in a monopoly situation and the government school system is whether or not all kids go to it and obviously they don't all do it but all parents have to all property owners in a given geographic area have to pay in order to subsidize this system which so means you they have, have no incentive to innovate you have almost almost no incentive to innovate innovate and 
so therefore, since everybody's got to pay, even the schools that, uh, you know, the, the private schools, they have less of an incentive because they're offering a superior education to what 95% of the students that I don't know exact the numbers are um, go to. So they don't have to, they don't have to achieve very high. If you, suddenly everybody's got to pay for their education, then they're going to have to achieve in all kinds of different ways. They're going to have to drive prices down. Um, they're going to have to, you know, education is going to have to be better. Kids aren't going to be allowed to fight in school. They're going to figure out ways to handle that. But imagine the uproar if some liberty-oriented representative were to put forth a bill that takes the government out of, out of education. People would flip out. So it's a very challenging issue to advance the ideas of freedom on because people are just so brainwashed. More coming up. You take control. would love to have your ideas on how to do it. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. So head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. Various different ways in which you can do that. Uh, You can actually listen in as well. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get access to our streams. We've got broad band and dial-up versions of those plus there's our webcam and our listen lines that allow you to uh, listen in from any phone that can dial long distance around the clock these streams are available uh, plus we've got a satellite channel that is free to air which means you can receive it without any subscription cost and in addition to that uh, 84 wonderful radio stations from coast to coast that take care of the show that take uh, and air the show at different times throughout the week so go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn how you can get tuned in If you've ever considered taking your case to court, Without an attorney, you need Jurisdictionary.com. You know, you need to know the rules that the court operates by. You're not just going to go in there and give an impassioned plea and, uh, you know, the, the judge is just going to fall down in your place. You need to know how to move the court. You need to have to know how to do discovery. You need to know how to do all these things. And Jurisdictionary.com will help you learn how to do that. It was It's created by a veteran 24-year case-winning attorney wants uh, to show you, uh, show the people of America and, uh, you know, so many other countries that uh, the U.S., Canada, England, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, India, Puerto Rico, they all have the same sort of judicial system and jurisdictionary works for them. Show them how to protect themselves against members of his, his profession. So easy the average eighth grader can go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. Get it at jurisdictionary.com. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here with your phone calls. We have got Mama Allie on the line from down in Savannah. You're on Free Talk Live. Actually, you moved out of Savannah at this point, haven't you? Um, yeah, we're staying safe in another city. All right, so uh, Mama Allie, what is on your mind tonight? Um, I just want to start. I've heard you guys talk about a lot about homeschooling and private schooling and unschooling and mm-hmm. a lot of things you guys have brought up. And, you know, I just want to let people know that, it is absolutely imperative that we take our kids out of public school. After sixth grade, I would say they're not going to use anything that's being shoved down their throat in public school. And 
you know, I, I'm currently being persecuted very, very badly in the court system for this, so be careful with it. You know, I suggest if you're going to, you know, I, I sat down. I took my daughter out of public school. I put her on online school. This year I made the decision to completely pull her out of state-restricted schooling at all to ever report her or anything um, and actually do something that she is interested in that she can actually use for her future. You know, and, you and it's know, better like, to not oh, get them mixed up in it in the first place. I mean, if you want to guarantee that they actually keep the love for learning, don't ever let them go to the government school in the first place. Because while you're right, elementary school and government school is probably the least of the offensive ones. There are still some very core pro-government values that are being taught at these elementary schools. It can do very early damage to a young person, and that's why they're pretty burned out by the time they get to sixth grade. Uh, Because they, I remember being in elementary school and having the bad teachers and having, you know, kids getting in fights and it just being just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as awful as the rest of the, uh, the school experiences, but it wasn't great either. Uh, so if you can avoid it, plus if you also avoid it, then they don't know about your your child. Especially if you didn't like get them a social security number or something like that. If you don't ever bring them into the government school system, they don't know you've got that child, and they can't come after you and, and make more trouble in your life. Right. That's what I was going to say. You know, you definitely got to be careful. I would definitely move after you pull your child out because if they know where you're at, they will come after you. You know, but. Right. The reason for that, by the way, is because a lot of these government people believe they know what's best when it comes to education. And there are all kinds of rules in different states about homeschooling. And in many cases, the government bureaucrats want to come and look at your homeschooling curriculum. They want to know what you're teaching. They want to know if it's up to some sort of governmental uh, specs. And some states are worse than others. California is one of the worst. There's a variety of, uh, of different rules out there. I wouldn't want to deal with any of that crap. I wouldn't think if I had a child and Mark, you've got a two and a half year old, so you're going to have to deal with some of this stuff here coming up. Uh, But if I had a child, I would not want to have to show anything to anybody about what I'm teaching uh, my son or daughter. Well, and it's completely ridiculous that they put everybody on the same curriculum in school. Yeah. Uh, everybody, all children are very, very different, and all children don't want the same things. All, all children don't want to go to college. All children don't, you know, children are very, very different and unique, and they should be treated like that. You all know, of them don't need to go to college. Whether they want to or not is another question. Not everybody even needs right. to go to college. And the younger a child is, any parent will tell you this, is that, um, you know, they they learn things at different ages. Uh, some, uh, you know, at Porkfest, we saw a cute little girl who was walking at nine months old. And um, I, I think that's what the, the, the numbers were. My son, Jack, I think he started walking at about 18 months, maybe even older than that. It's it's not like one, you know, and then, you know, one kid will know how to do one thing sooner than another kid. And they, they just all learn at different ages. And to put all the kids in one classroom and say, you're all going to learn the same thing at the same time. And the, you're the slow guy. Well, you're going to slow us all down and we're going to make crazy. you feel dumb. The fast guy. Well, you're not going to go any faster than anybody else because you don't want to you know we can't we can't just let everything be centered around you so it really messes things up right and not only that but if you know the kids that are more intelligent and smarter it's they're uncool in school mm-hmm. and that's not cool either you know that un- un- that unschooling thing you guys have been talking about you guys need to keep talking about that until more people hear it because i think people if i would have known that when justice was littler i would have definitely been into something like that you know and but you know there's not a lot of knowledge out there for anything other than public school, and not to mention America uses it for a babysitter and it's bullcrap. Yeah, yep. You know they they do, and 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 you know those of us who do love our children are interested in them being a successful adult and a contributor to their community. If we have our own ideas, we should be allowed 
to groom our children how we see fit, not how anybody else that thinks they know what's best for our children sees fit. That's just wrong. Well, and I think the the biggest part of the problem is cognitive dissonance. Uh, you talk to people about turning the education system loose to the private market to allow some of these kids that have these varying different interests and styles of learning and things that they need in order to sort of come into their own. And they don't want to admit that the public education system, the way it's funded today, is immoral because they were part of it. Because, you know, they went to government schools and it worked out okay for them. And it means that, you know, if, if in fact houses are stolen from people who don't pay their property taxes in order to fund this education system, then it means they're part of this system of theft and abuse and uh, coercion and violence in order to to fund their education, as well as, in many cases, their kids who are currently going there to school. I had that with one of the local radio hosts here in Keene who hung up on me because I was bringing up that, you know, the, the funding of the government school systems is immoral, and he just did not want to talk about it. He said, no, no, that's ridiculous. We need to focus on things like the golden rule. And I'm like, what? You know, I couldn't respond to it because he had already dropped me off mm-hmm. the call, but... You know, they just they don't want to acknowledge that I took part in this immoral system that abuses people that does an awful job at educating kids and that there even though there is something better about it in order for me to accept that I'd first have to admit that I was wrong and part of this uh, this criminal enterprise. Yeah, but they admit they're wrong when they pay their private tuitions, because you can bet politicians didn't go to public school. Well, a lot of them don't. A lot of them send their kids to private school. Especially, no uh, about you know, teachers in public school. Are almost the much, a, by the whole, almost yeah, all teachers send their kids to private school. Much higher percentage of sending their kids to private schools. You really have to wonder why. I mean, what do they know right. about that? the public education system that the vast, well, I'm not going to say vast majority, that a, that a much larger percentage of them are sending their kids to private school? The same thing the people in the military know about the military, that it's a big, wasteful, stupid, slow government bureaucracy, just like every other government bureaucracy, except in this case, it's children's minds that are being molded by it, and that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'd like to take the opportunity, too, to remind people, there. I did start a network there for New Hampshire kids. It's called the Shire School, and Miss Robin Mazingo is still um, working on that. You guys can go to it on Facebook. It's the Shire School on Facebook. She's doing a lot of cool field trips and stuff. And yeah, I went on one of her field trips, and uh, we went to a uh, uh, you know a farm where they had pumpkins and apples and things like that. Aww. It was a lot cool. Of fun. I hope to see that continue to develop. I mean, we're just on the beginning cusp of what could happen here as far as private education and unschooling and things like that with the liberty-minded people coming here as part of the Free State Project, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, thanks for the call tonight, uh, Mama Allie. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the remaining moments of Free Talk Live up next. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. The 
This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for your thoughts, your calls. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. A lot of features there, all of them free for you. If you like the show, you should vote for us. Because the podcast awards are about to wrap up. I believe they are going through, I should probably get the exact time, but sometime late tomorrow throughout, pretty much you'll have the entire day tomorrow to vote for Free Talk Live. So you can vote, if you vote now, if you're listening live and you vote now, you can still probably vote one more time tomorrow because you have to wait 24 hours uh, to vote in the podcast awards. Every 24 hours, your chance to vote comes up again. Your vote resets, uh, essentially. I vote saying the vote resets isn't really accurate because you, your vote still counts. It's just you get another chance uh, 24 hours later. And so we've been asking you over the past two weeks, because it's been going on that long, uh, for folks to vote over at podcastawards.com. Choose Free Talk Live in the politics slash news category. And then uh, do the little form at the bottom. Fill in your name and your email address. Click Submit. You'll be sent an email for verification purposes to make sure you're a real-life human being and not some sort of voting robot. You click the link in the email, and you're done. It's a simple process. Probably take you 30 seconds, something like that. Not a huge investment of time. But your little investment of time makes a big difference for us. It's a vote that really counts significantly. It's going to help us compete against some pretty big-name people. Dennis Miller. Uh, the the comedian is up against us, and he does not like liberty. He might call himself a libertarian, but he's just another conserva clone talk show host who wants to differentiate himself from the pack. Uh, and then there's the uh, the Young Turks. They beat us last year, so they are the current reigning yeah, those are, uh, winners. That's the real trouble. As big of a name as Dennis Miller has, if, unless he decides he's going to campaign for this, which I, I don't know. These guys have sure. big money. The Young yeah. Turks, they were bragging about all the money they make at, yeah. uh, at a recent talk radio convention. They're a, li- they're a, a lefty show. They're a progressive talk show. And uh, you know, they, I guess they have some really popular YouTube channel where bragging they get like $40,000 a year off their YouTube channel alone, the ads that they sell or something like that. So, you know, real hot shows that we're up competing against. A little old Free Talk Live. We won the four years before last year, but we lost last year. And we were told it was close. The guy that runs the podcast awards told us it was a, it was a you know, pretty close race that between the us and the Young and, Turks. Uh, the most contentious, the biggest race. And that, that only says to me that they, you know, <laughs> that they intend to win this year that means that our listeners have to get out and vote this year and um, so ask some friends if yeah. they haven't if you haven't asked your friends to vote yet please take a moment and do that maybe it's a good opportunity to share free talk live with them as uh, as well but go to podcastawards.com choose free talk live in the political slash news category and we would really appreciate that again podcastawards.com don't forget you can visit sam online over at obscuredtruth.com Although there haven't been too many new releases recently, it's not to say you don't have things you could be doing, but you've been busy working on another project, which you hinted at earlier tonight, Sam. It's going to be a a food kind of storage thing. Long-term food storage. Long-term food. So we'll tell you more about that as it uh, gets a little closer to fruition uh, over time here. But you can still go to ObscuredTruth.com. Those videos are still good. They're still entertaining. If you haven't seen them yet, you should take the time out to uh, to go and take a look at some of Sam's great video work at ObscuredTruth.com. So, hey, while we're in uh, teenager news here, we were talking earlier about the the two teens that got in a fight, one of them charged with child abuse. While we're in the absurd things that governments do to teenagers category, here's another one for you. This one from the Philly Daily News, philly.com. Baby dolls, the Disney Channel, and jump rope, double Dutch style. 
Nathalia Rosario's world of hobbies was a universe away from her reality yesterday inside Philadelphia Family Court. And I pulled this story off the front page over at freetalklive.com, so thanks for whoever it was that put it up there. Nathalia, who became a teenager in October, she's 13, stood in her school uniform in front of Judge Amanda Cooperman facing felony drug charges. What? After 30 minutes of testimony and procedure, Cooperman found Nathalia not guilty of the crimes. Afterward, in the waiting area, appearing almost wild with joy, she fiercely hugged her mother, sister, and other relatives and a neighbor. Later, after taking a test at her school, Mariana Bracetti Academy Charter, uh, Nathalia said succinctly of the judge's verdict, I was happy. Even before yesterday's ruling, Nathalia's family, members of the North Philadelphia Latino community, and even some police officers had questioned the procedures behind her November 3rd arrest and the charges involved. In interviews with the Daily News, Nathalia and several relatives had said she never should have been charged. Meanwhile, the Police Internal Affairs Bureau has launched an investigation into her arrest, and it was apparently by the Narcotics Strike Force. Their spokes bureaucrat said yesterday, when it's done, we'll make a statement, he said, of the investigation. Natalia and her family say police never read her Miranda rights or asked her mother for permission to question her. And when they, they remember, they don't have to read you the Miranda rights just if you get arrested. It's only if you are getting questioned is when they're supposed to read Miranda rights. My understanding of that. And so they didn't do that. Uh, they didn't even ask her mom if they could uh, if they could question her. And that she was taken from her Fairhill home to a nearby parking lot where she was interrogated for nearly two hours instead of to the division headquarters where juvenile suspects are supposed to be taken when arrested. You know, so they can be under some sort of camera, some kind of uh, monitoring, some surveillance, so the uh, the actual interrogation can be monitored and recorded. No, instead they interrogated and intimidated this little girl in basically the back of a police car. In a parking lot. Yeah, that doesn't seem shady at all, cops. Oh, the the strike force would never do anything shady. The narcotics strike force. Uh, She was one of eight people who were arrested on November 3rd in a drug sweep in the neighborhood, according to the police. They uh, police report she was charged with criminal conspiracy, drug possession, and possession with intent to deliver. Nathalia and her family maintained she was inside her house, asleep on a couch, with the Wizards of Waverly Place on the Disney Channel. Her mother, Michelle, said she woke her up at about 5.25 to leave for dinner at her mother, uh, Michelle's mother's house nearby. Her mother's phone record showed that a one-minute call was made to Perez's cell phone at 5.24. Her family maintains that the only reason she was arrested was that she was wearing a pink jacket, like a lot of teenage girls might choose to wear. That's the evidence they got. The police investigation said, or their uh, report said that at about 5.20, a youth met with a Hispanic male wearing a pink jacket. Now, they later identified her as Nathalia Rosario, apparently incorrectly, and handed Rosario the bundled newspaper. Rosario then walked northbound approximately three houses and entered a house. Natalia Rosario was arrested on the block at about 5.50, so approximately a half an hour after uh, that initial Entry in the report. When Nathalia and her sister Alondra, uh, who was 14, arrived at home that day, they changed out of their school uniforms and into everyday clothing. Nathalia said that she chose a pink hoodie and turned on the TV in the first floor living room, eventually falling asleep on the couch. After Perez woke her up and the family got ready to head to her mother's house a mile away for dinner, at least three police cars suddenly appeared on Narrow Hope Street, said relatives. As Nathalia walked toward a friend to ask what was going on, a female police officer asked her, Did you just enter that house? Pointing to a small row house that she had just exited. No, I just came out of it, Nathalia answered. A couple of minutes later, while she talked with a neighborhood friend, Nathalia said she heard, Grab her! Grab her! Grab her! The one in the pink! And they grabbed me. 
According to a police document read at a court hearing, a male in a pink jacket received a package of drugs, according to Perez and a police department source with knowledge of the document. That male was later identified as Natalia, according to the source. When Perez was confronted with the accusations by police, she begged arresting officers to search her home for the narcotics. They declined, she said, citing that the time, uh, citing the time it would take to obtain a search warrant. Well, you no, don't have to get a search warrant. Work. Wait a minute. You don't have to get a search warrant if somebody says, please search my house. That's not necessary at that point. That much is true. So if the homeowner is saying, please search my house for the drugs and the cops are saying, oh, no, we don't have time for to get the warrant. They are covering. Right. But you may have to get it documented and so forth if, if you're doing it in lieu of a search warrant. And that's probably what they didn't want to do. Uh, if you have the permission of the homeowner, then. Right. But the giving verbal permission versus written permission that can be documented in court are two different things. I see where you're coming from. But on the other hand, they could probably get her to sign something if they really wanted to do it. But they didn't. I feel much better, she said in an interview after yesterday's verdict. I want to talk to and let him know the way they and let him know the way they can do things can ruin lives. And she is absolutely right about that. Earlier, Perez had made one thing very clear. If I knew my daughter was involved in that, I would let her stay uh, in there. That is jail. I'm not playing. I would call the cops myself. And it's a good thing this young lady had her family around her at the time that this went down. Otherwise, the judge in this case might not have been as well lenient because again the judge took a look at this and threw it right out of court during you know the first hearing basically just tossed this right out and said this is you know this is nonsense but what if the the young lady had been home alone what if she didn't have her family and friends around to back up her story she leaves the house she's wearing the same you know a pink jacket and the, apparently was a, some sort of Hispanic male, not a Hispanic female. Some uh, Hispanic male was wearing a pink jacket. They confused her with him. They arrested her. If her family wasn't around to give her that uh, that info, you know, to give the police the the real story, this little girl might still be in juvie. Yeah, I, we got to tell you a little bit of, before we go here. Yeah, check out cruise.freetalklive.com. It's a, a cruise to Bermuda with uh, me, Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty. It's uh, not like your average cruise out there. There'll be uh, Liberty speeches going on, but there'll be a lot of time to socialize with lots of Liberty folks. The ship won't be entirely Liberty folks, which means that they're selling the rooms as we speak and prices are liable to go up. Where do you go? Cruise.freetalklive.com. It's only $535. Right now, cruise.freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post, and uh, today I have with me Jeremy West. Are you, and you, uh, Jeremy, you're the host of Free Oz Radio, is that right? Yeah, thanks, freeozradio.com. That's right. And you recently, uh, you know, brought uh, an advertiser, I guess it's uh, it's you, to the board here for, for Free Talk Live called bitcoinsback.com, and I you know I I didn't know anything about bitcoins when you did that and I've uh, done a little research on it and I I guess I want to ask you some questions about bitcoins. Fantastic. Go go right ahead, Mark. All right. So first off, Bitcoins Back is a um is a website. Well, you explain the website. What's the what's the purpose of bitcoinsback.com? Bitcoinsback.com is a rebate system. Basically, it's a way for people to get into Bitcoins who, like yourself and uh, me not too long ago, are new to the idea of Bitcoins, and they're not ready necessarily to 
go out and spend their cash on Bitcoins. Uh, this is a rebate system where you just go spend your cash exactly how you would at Amazon or in Australia here, fish pond is like Amazon. Or um, let's see, I'm trying to set up Barnes & Noble and Newegg as well. So you just go spend cash exactly like you normally would, but just coming straight through bitcoinsback.com. And 5%, up to 5%, depending on the site of your purchase price, will come back to you in the form of bitcoins. So it's a way to get bitcoins. And also, obviously, if you're already into bitcoins, then you're going to get a 5% rebate on something you're already using. So that's fantastic. Yeah, so um, so it's a rebate system for, you know, you, you purchase stuff and you'll get some Bitcoins. Now, what the heck are Bitcoins is really the next question. Yeah, good question, Mark. <laughs> the Bitcoins are like a digital token. Uh, it's a, form, a new form of digital currency, I guess. I don't know what the legal term, whether you can use currency or money, whatever the word is. But it's a system of exchange where um, people accept Bitcoins from each other, and there's no central authority like PayPal uh, to, to be in between, obviously, then to take transaction fees, to screw up your transactions, whatever. It's just a way that you just send digital tokens back and forth to each other in order to buy and sell, exchange, donate, that sort of thing. So the tokens are uh, they're their own currency and their value rises and falls as however it may. And it was designed by somebody essentially to be, you know, an Internet currency that was uh, safe or something, right? Yeah, that's right. So it was the, well, the, the idea was um, posted originally in 2008, November 2008, by a world-renowned cryptographer named Satoshi out of Japan. Okay. And basically it uses... It uses peer-to-peer technology the same way as BitTorrent or um, those peer-to-peer file-sharing sites that people know all about. And that means that basically there's no central central place to shut down either for governments. You know, if they wanted to, when they shut down the Liberty Dollar and they basically went in and raided all the, the gold and, and shut down the site and, and everybody lost all of the Liberty Dollars that they had. But there's no central place where Bitcoins are stored. They're stored actually on the peer-to-peer network. So as long as people are using them, they have the Bitcoin software open, and it's everybody's computers around the world that are using them that are storing the actual Bitcoins, and it can never be shut down. Now, um, are the Bitcoins, uh, do they relate to something in the real world, or are they essentially a fiat currency too? Well, that's a very good question. So... I suppose the fiat currency, but the fiat currency that um, cannot just continually be printed forever. So when they started Bitcoins, they started it with just creating one Bitcoin. And and the program was written to, uh, as as more and more people use it, it actually uses the CPU computing power of every computer that's on to create more Bitcoins very, very slowly. Every so often as uh, more and more Bitcoins have been created, it'll slow down so that half as many are created during um, the CPU cycles of every computer at the time. I don't want to get too technical, but basically once it reaches 21 million Bitcoins, which is predicted at 2030-something right now, I believe, there will never be another Bitcoin created. And that's already been written into the program. Nobody can... The program is running... Um, by everybody's computers that have opened it, so nobody can get in there and change that. So there'll always be, there'll only ever be 21 million bitcoins total. So unlike other fiat currencies, 
there's not a central bank that can just issue more. Right. So it's not really nice about that is it. It's not really a fiat currency. A fiat currency is um, is issued upon fiat. Um, somebody somebody makes an issue and they say that's how much it is and that's what it is. So this isn't in actuality a fiat currency, but it's not a it's not a commodity based currency either. It's a virtual currency, I guess, is the best way to describe it. That's right. And in, in reality, gold is only um, is only accepted as an uh, exchange medium because people like to have gold, and yeah. there's a limited amount of it. Um, so all it is is however many people start using Bitcoins, agree to accept Bitcoins, and therefore that's where the value lies, is the, the fact that people will accept them. And people are want to buy and, and, so, and people are accepting them for, so, for American dollars and whatever other dollars and other, other sort yeah, of forms. There's of actually there's at least eight websites, uh, eight exchanges right now, which are just like the the uh, stock exchange and that sort of thing. So that's where people go and say, I want to buy Bitcoins. This is how many I want to buy. This is how much I want to buy them for in U.S. dollars or whatever other currency. I've I've just bought a a whole heap, obviously, in in Australian currency where I am. And um, so the the main one that I know of that's uh, completely free is N for Mary, T for Thomas, G-O-X dot com. So it's Mt.Gox dot com. Say it one more time. Uh, yeah, that's where people... Say, say it one more time. MountGox.com. And um, you'll find all of the links. Um, you'll find a lot of links to a lot of different Bitcoin sites on BitcoinsBack.com. Okay. You know, so it's it's very interesting. I find it all very intriguing. This uh, this new currency, and uh, you know, it was it was hoped that PayPal was going to be something like this, and um, you know, they turned uh, you know essentially the uh, the libertarian that founded it turned uh, you know went went and sold it, and and PayPal went to the dark side. But um, you know, it'd be very interesting if Bitcoin's back was designed um, in order to avoid the failures of PayPal. Yeah, it's, basically, it was because. There is no once Satoshi opened it up as an open source thing, and then a lot of other programmers got involved in getting it up and, and running. There's no one that owns it, it's, so there's no one that uh, can sell it. There's nothing, nothing that can happen like happened with PayPal. So um, obviously, I'm not a futurist. I can't predict, um, you know, how long people will, will accept them or that sort of thing. But um, so who's ex- basically. Who's accepting them? Where can you I mean, use Bitcoins? There are a lot of websites that accept them. Uh, there's, let's just, let me just give you a link to, there's a, there's a website um, called bitcoinshop.com. Bitcoinshop.com? Bitcoinshop, yeah, .com. Um, just a couple of lists. Uh, I wouldn't say hundreds, tens of sites on there and listed at the moment, but it's really, I, I think I, I heard the guy that created it say that he had at least a dozen a day. Wow. And that's at the moment. Um, but biddingpond.com is an auction site, I guess like eBay sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Gifting.us is gift items. Uh, Bitcoin Pay Shop, where you can actually go back and buy Amazon.co.uk vouchers if you're in the UK. So that's just a couple of examples. There's a long list at bitcoinshop.com and then anywhere else in the world that any other online shop that doesn't accept bitcoins yet but does accept visa or mastercard you can exchange your um bitcoins for a virtual visa or mastercard on bitcoincard.com c-a-r-d 
That's very interesting. So basically, you can use them anywhere, anywhere that accepts Visa and Mastercard. Wow, that's that's a lot of darn places. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah. it's, it's bitcoinsback.com if you want to get some of these and uh, try them out for yourself. These bitcoins. Do you have an, uh, anything else you want to share, Jeremy? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What? Oh, sorry. Yeah, last, last thing I just say, um, there's a really good uh, over an hour interview that I've posted now at bitcoins.freeazradio.com. Uh, that's over an hour interview with um, the creator of bitcoinme.com, uh, giving a lot more detail on exactly how bitcoins work, where you can send them, um, a lot more of the technical detail that I didn't want to get into in this short interview. Okay. Huh. Well, that's probably worth going to see. All right. Thanks very much. Bitcoinsback.com, and then that's bitcoins.freeazradio.com. That's right. Thanks very much, Jeremy. Thank you, Mark. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing, here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Losing weight and then maintaining a healthy weight is an American obsession and one that I deal with constantly when I help my clients. The road to weight loss always needs to include exercise and a healthy diet. And one of the factors in a poor diet that people often overlook for weight loss is that a diet that lacks nutrients actually increases hunger. Getting more fiber in your diet is beneficial since fiber makes you feel full sooner and longer. Because it can be difficult to make sure you get all of your nutrients and fiber in your daily diet, Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice with the acai berry, which naturally contains fiber and protein. It also contains nutrients like a thousand percent of the daily value of vitamin B12, which helps your body convert carbohydrates into energy. Acai berry juice tastes fantastic and it's packed with a healthy combination of nutrients and fiber to help you maintain a healthy body weight. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice to help maintain your fit figure every day. To learn more about living healthy naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.